Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Shark Box. No, it's it's uh it's, it's a part question of I ask because like our neighbor uh, moved from California to to here to Orange Park. And yeah, he's from Peru originally, and I'm like, oh yeah, well, yeah like, well, how do you get to Orange Park from? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, right, like Orange Park, Jacksonville. Yeah. It's like, huh, all right. It's always interesting that people end up here. So much interesting, in fact, that it is a plot point in the second season of Ash versus Evil Dead, which cracks me up because it opens up in Jacksonville, yeah. and you're like, if you've never seen the show, you would ask like. How would Ash from Army of Darkness end up in Jacksonville? Like it's a it's an interesting story. I always like asking. I kind of am curious. Like this Peru dude. Like was was Orange Park just always a hot topic in Peru? He, he just uh, he was looking online at houses, and I guess it, the, the house in, in the area came up, and he didn't really care where in Florida. So it was just he uh, was like, "Price is good." Greg, you should have lied and just said, "Well, I know, right? egos yeah, is located like, yeah, yeah, in Orange Park, yeah. Florida." As long as <laughs> as long as I can remember, I have always wanted to go to Alter Egos. ¿Cómo se dice? Cuando yo estaba un little boy, I said, "Comic books are for me," and I decided. Alter Egos. Yo, yo quiero ir. <laughs> Don't worry, Greg. It's not racist because Cesar. <laughs> no, it's still <laughs> fucking racist as shit. It is 100% horrifyingly racist. Greg's sitting there like, I'm not trying to be canceled today, He's guys. Like, <laughs> 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 that is spot on right Greg's there. Like, you ain't get- <laughs> Greg's like, you ain't getting my ass. Oh, shit. I'm like, was he there this morning when we were talking? <laughs> what? Cesar is the dude from Peru. That was me, guys. Spoilers. <laughs> Yo, how about we go ahead and get started? Uh, Short Box Nation, welcome to episode 291. I'm your host, Bader Milligan. I'm joined by my co-host, Cesar Cordero. Felicidades. And uh, we've got two special guests that we'll get around to introducing here in a few once we get to our uh, new guest tradition. Uh, but in the meantime, I want to go and say that this episode is sponsored by Gotham City Limit, Jacksonville's premier location for comic books, collectibles, toys, and more. Located on Southside Boulevard. you hear more about them later on in this episode. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, might I recommend giving our previous episode a listen? That was episode 290, Floppies and Hardcovers. Uh, Brian Brumley <laughs> returns to talk more about floppies. <laughs> this sounds so, so gross, so lewd. Brian returned more to talk about being a new comic book collector. Uh, it also allowed me and Cesar to step into the shoes of a new fan and share our tips for navigating the expansive world of comics. Also sounds lewd. Yeah, true. Uh, the episode is on your favorite podcast app now. And while you're at it... Consider becoming a Shortbox patron. Mm. Not only does it help us keep the lights on here at Shortbox Studios, but you'll get access to exclusive bonus episodes. Give us your money. Commercial-free episodes. What? I thought you were going to say good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Go ahead and finish. You'll get access to uh, fucking money. <laughs> commercial-free episodes. We've got merch and exclusive goodies and invites to secret live shows. Ooh. So check that out sounds our, interesting. Yeah. Check out our membership. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Like, yeah. <laughs> but check out our membership site, patreon.com slash the shortbox for more details. And speaking of patrons, I want to go ahead and give a round of applause and honorable shout out to our newest shortbox patrons, uh, including newcomer Derek Lee, a.k.a. Yay. Level 5 Reject, uh, longtime supporter. Porter Tom Solo is uh, back oh, among Tom the paper Solo. rank. Yeah. And uh, the friendly neighborhood nerd, Robert Bobo Griffin, is now a oh, true believer. Oh, Bobo. Welcome, and thank you, gentlemen, for your support. You, got, you can't mess with that guy, contribution. Man. Hell no, man. He's a freaking wrestler. Yo, they're the short box elite, as uh, as Drew would say. It's true. It's true. <laughs> the short box elite. Welcome, uh, new patrons. Uh, with that uh, out of the way, let's go ahead and turn our attention to our two uh, guests here in the short box studios with us. Uh, gentlemen, um, so Greg... 
I don't know if this tradition would apply to you because you've been on the show numerous times. It's like uh, my fourth or fifth time. I'm, I, a, I'm a patron too. Yeah, that's right. That, Yo, he yes. got the right. You, you want me? Uh, you, would yes. you like a white claw? They're free. You know, to patrons when they join. When Wait, they what? Is that a thing? <laughs> Are you advocating alcohol use? The short box podcast is not advocating. Well, oh. we've heard it so much. Well, well, well drink that shit, man. So, wow. Okay, great. Damn, I'm on the house. Damn, jeez. No, well, you no, know what? Uh, no, no. Definitely support this podcast though through Patreon. It's awesome. Damn Thanks, it, we didn't even ask him for a commercial. Uh, so we. Well, I mean, I asked him before he got. Oh, it. Word. <laughs> Greg actually made a good point. Was that um, Greg has been on the show in like the earlier years? Can like, I ask yeah. you a question then? Do you know off the top of your head what number or episode number? Greg I really was should on? have been prepared for that. I'm just asking. No, I, I don't, but I can look it up. Um, I mean, your last but, bonus episode, I listened to that the other night, and and you knew that guy's first appearance. Wow, Greg, yeah. put me mm. in the fucking spot. This uh, is like some Godfather betrayal. Like he was looking at you like, <laughs> you're my brother, and I knew it was you. You're right, Greg. I, I will rectify that. But Greg has been on the show plenty of times. But uh, Greg, if you want to do us a quick intro, uh, yeah, give a us a little introduction, uh, introduction man. Um. Uh, Greg. Uh, Solid work. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Nice. I like where we're going. Get a little closer on the mic, Greg. I'm a Patreon. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love comics. Who Who are you, man? Greg, what? I'm Greg's a, too humble for I'm this. He is. Like, he's like, guys, I'm just a human. We're all because kind of human here. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm the Phil Jackson of comics. Uh, nice. Okay. All right. Nice. right. You ain't going to give your man props or anything. All right. Just, all right. Let me, let me interject here because Greg's a little too humble. I knew that he was going to be very soft-spoken about it. Greg, for as long as I've known him, has worn a hat for every comic book kind of position outside of the creative side. He has run a comic shop. He's worked at a comic shop, yep. moved into co-owning a comic shop, yep. um, has thrown numerous um, uh, comic book shows and conventions here True in Jack's story. before it was like the thing to do. Yep. Uh, he now, you know, works at Art or manages Art Germ Collectibles. So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Greg's, Greg, you've done a lot more than... He's than a bit of a program. renaissance man. Yeah. 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 I love comics. <laughs> this guy, man. Jesus Christ, this guy. Unbelievable. I'm going to turn my attention. You know what? We're just like Ruby Rod talking to Bruce Willis in fucking Fifth Element. Like, we're like, so tell me, D-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm watching that tonight now. Do it. It's been a minute. It's such a good film. I'm going to turn my attention to uh, to your partner here, Corey, who I, who I haven't met prior to this. Uh, Corey, how about you give us an introduction, man? Who are you? What do you do? Yeah. Uh, that is quite a long list. Uh, Corey Palmel, uh, I, well, I, the easiest way to put it is I co-founded the Collector's Corner Facebook group. Okay. Uh, some 40 years ago with a bunch of friends. Uh, that kind of transitioned into being a CBCS facilitator, uh, if, if that's your thing. Some what people. is CBS? CBCS is a grading service now owned by Beckett. Mm, okay. So it, it's it CGC's be? biggest competition. Uh, but still very far off in, mm-hmm. as far as being equal. Uh, that wasn't a slight against CBCS. It's just no, CBCS got is the gold you standard. Start somewhere. Uh, so that, and then that kind of led into me be meeting Art Germ, being friends with him and us talking for a little while and him discussing wanting me to help him run Art Germ Collectibles. So we, you know, became business partners shortly after. And Greg and I have been doing that ever since. And as soon as COVID hit, we decided, well, shit, man, we, we miss conventions. We want to do something. Let's, you know, let's start our own. So we did. And it started off just something fun to do to pass the time. And it is just blossomed into something huge that I, I really never expected. 
And that's that's definitely good. I was gonna say who who came who actually came up with the idea? It was all Corey. Okay, so you had to you talk to this guy, humble Phil Jackson. So humble. here's here's the thing. Yeah, how did this happen? The way our partnership works, yeah, yeah. I am full of ideas. I have hundreds of thousands of ideas. Got it. I throw them all against the wall, and he helps pick me off. The good ones that he thinks are viable. Okay. And so right. that's what makes us a really good team. You know, okay. he uses logic and ration in, in a lot of the stuff that we do, and I just use pure excitement. Okay, you got a, a Lucas so, Spielberg relationship he, there. He gives okay. me too much credit. I just say no to everything, and then if he brings it the second time, I'm like, he's passionate about without, it. Okay, without changing the pitch, you're like... I like that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> well, to be honest, they sound like me and you, but except for the lot, lot logic yeah, and no logic, it's, it's nowhere in it's there. Two idea well, guys. It, it, like I said, you know, he's very calm all the time. He's either super calm or super not. Sure. And you very rarely see him super not. So he he approaches everything to where he at least gives the appearance that he's like put deep thought into everything. Mm. And yes, that is a wonderful. <laughs> idea. So I, I go Dennis Rodman twice a year. Okay. So. All right. Only twice a year, though. Only twice. Only twice. Yeah. And I mean, that's why you know you guys are on the, on the show today to talk about uh, Comic Con line happening July 9th through the twelfth. This is the second uh, show, right? This is actually the third show. Okay. The first one was kind of a beta run. We just threw it together, in and a I week. think that's the one I was on okay. uh, back in or, March. Yep. yep. Yeah, and we right. we put that together really quick within about a week, and I mean, pretty good viewership. And then we planned the next one for a month later to give us a little bit more time, but realizing that that still wasn't enough time to get everything running that we wanted to do yeah. and still trying to figure out how to make it profitable, you know, and, and wanting to keep it free for everybody. Sure. Because the, the biggest thing in all of this, you know, Greg and I are in comics. We love comics because comics, not because it's a very profitable business, because it's not. Right. No, it, it, it's right. only profitable for the artists and writers. Sure. It's not really, it's not that profitable for retailers. Unless you're doing mass amount of volume or you hit your wagon to somebody like Archer. It's refreshing to hear you be that honest about the industry. Yeah, it's it's just 100% not. 100% true. Yeah. So it, you have to have passion to be in this industry. If you don't have passion, you're in this to make money. You're in it for the wrong reasons. Yep. Um, because it's just – it's not a lucrative thing. I tell um, everyone the same thing when it comes to like podcasting. Too. Yeah. Um, it's like, no, there ain't no money in this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm still trying to recoup. Um, I wanted to take a step back because I, I think we, we, we threw the name Comic Con Line without really explaining what it is. Um, it is, is it safe to say it is an online comic convention? Can we break it down as simple as that? Or do you yeah, want to it, it's a virtual convention. So it's so, basically yeah. online, it, it's panels. Like all the stuff that you get from the show, you know, everybody wants to go and they want to stand in front of the table. You know, I mean, see the creator, sign your book, have a conversation with them briefly, or, you know, buy a print or, or something like that. All the stuff that you're lacking right now, we figured out a way to offer it virtually so that, you know, you never have to leave the comfort of your home or the discomfort of your home, however you feel about your home. Um, and just kind of get the panels where you can ask the questions. They can explain, you know, their art journey, uh, things that they've done, things that they've experienced, you know, some fun con stories, hmm. whatever it may be. And keeping it free, that was the biggest point for us, is it had to be free because – I mean, really, who's going to pay a dollar? Who's going to pay $5? Who's going to pay $10 just to watch a video? Some people will, but not for brand new guys. Mm -hmm. Like, we sure. are brand new coming into this. Yes, we're really, you know, uh, affiliated with certain people, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be able to, you know, take all your money. Um, and 
we want to help the creators get money because they're missing a ton of money. Like yeah. like comics themselves pay okay, sure, but they don't pay like the conventions pay. Mm, you get there right. and, and they, you know the signatures and the commissions yep, and the merchandise, all that stuff. That. You know, if they want to go live, they can. But a lot of creators don't have that. You know, the setup or the. Uh, desire to set up and, and go live. So we offer them just a place to set up and sell. Yeah. Get your money. We don't want any of your money. We want you to get all the money. And hmm. we'll figure out ways through sponsorship, through other things that we can generate a little bit of income to keep everything running. Yo, this is Botter. Sorry for interrupting this episode, but I'll keep it brief. I wanted to let you know about a massive sale we have going on over at the Shortbox store on all of our merchandise and apparel. That's theshortboxstore.bigcartel.com. You can now save 20% off your entire order using the discount code YO, Y-O-O. So if you've been waiting for the right time to finally buy that gauntlet snapback, or if you ever wanted to buy any of the shirts you see me wear on the podcast, well, now's your chance to get them for a steal. We still have a few sizes left of everything, but they won't last long and once they're gone they are gone and then i mentioned that all of our apparel is screen printed on high quality material none of that heat transfer or direct-to-garment stuff our shirts are some of the most comfortable ones you'll ever wear and the hats look even better in person so wear your support for the short box nation proudly knowing that you're going to look damn good doing it get to the shortboxstore.bigcartel.com as soon as you can and don't forget to use that discount code Yo, Y-O-O, to save 20% off your entire order. All of this information can be found in this episode's show notes if you want to get there faster. Thanks for not pressing fast forward. Now back to the show. Damn, that was, that's like some really humble, like, uh, objective and reasoning. Like, I, I respect that. Um, and I actually... I'm looking at the flyer that you guys um, have going around right now. And I mean, you got as far as like artists, you know, uh, tiers and just the, the list is damn impressive. I mean, I'm looking at Art Germ, Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti, oh, yeah. Shane Davis, Jay Lee, Patrick Leeson, Ed McGinnis, Doug Mankey. Oh, Doug Mankey. Yeah. And the one that just stands out to me because it, it just, come on. I mean, like as, as a comic head, JRJR, John Ramada Jr. is is among this panel. Um, and it didn't really dawn on me that this is strictly for the most part just comic book artists on this spotlight. Was there a particular reason why? It's just they they tend to be a little more animated. I try mm. to get more writers. Like we had Rich Rivera. Okay. Uh, Stabity Bunny fame. Uh, a lot of stuff with Scout. We had him on the last one. And this one we have Brian Polito. Uh, awesome. Who, you know, awesome. I've been friends with Brian for a long time. He's been a supporter. The Collector's Corner from when we started out, you know, he completely funded a giveaway for us. And so I've had I love a lot watching of, all his Coffin Comics videos. Yeah. Every time he comes on, I'm like, dude, you're like the best pitch man ever. He, like, he is, ain't he? He's so good. He's the like, Billy Mays of comics. He's I'm telling so you. good for real. <laughs> so, all right. So real quick, I don't mean to off track you guys, but I, I met Brian Polito at Heroes Con one year and he, I was, I can't remember where I was. I was way far away from where he was at, like mm-hmm. where his table was. And he saw me looking at something. He's like, hey, you like that, huh? I was like, oh, yeah. I, I kind of like saw my peripheral vision. I didn't really see who was talking to me, you know, guy who looks like actual evil Ernie, you know, like I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, I got something that's kind of good like that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you do? Oh, you do? Oh, my God. It's fucking Brian Polito. Oh, my God. He's just like, Hey, come on! I'll show you something. And I was like, yeah, "I will go with you, yes, master." So, like, he, <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" This guy walked five miles just to fucking like poach poach a business away from some other place. But like, 
dude knew what he was doing. And of course, the product was great. I still like Brian Polito, man. You know, that's one of the best things about him. I mean, he, number one, uh, Evil Ernie and Lady Death, they sure. were modeled after him and Francisca. Right. right. So it, you know, it, it's really easy to, to see the passion and understand why he has such a passion for the characters. Yep. You know, unfortunately, he doesn't have the rights to Evil Ernie anymore. Those right. lie with dynamite, and we won't go into that. Nope. But, uh, you know, Brian is, I mean, he, he's great to, to talk to, great to do business with. He's just, he's one of the best guys in comics, period. He yeah. understands how to reach the fans, how to give fans exactly what they want. Uh, he's a pioneer in the way of Kickstarter, you know. Yes. There were Kickstarters before him, but nobody has done what he has done with it. Right. You know, he, he's built his entire fan base back up through Kickstarter. After, you know, going bankrupt in, uh, like, 2004, he just... Decided one day I'm going to do comics again. I want my properties back. I'm right. going to keep going. And he is, that dude has been off to the races, just blazing trails. He he's so ahead of the curve with everything he does, and it's admirable. You know, for, for someone like me, I you know I I'm not I don't so much pay attention to the comics aspect of it. I, I look more at the the uh, promotional aspect. Yeah, and it's something so that selling I'm what you believe in. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, and to your point uh, earlier, that you have particularly people who are involved in comics in that regard usually tend to be a little more passionate about what they're doing, you know, because they're in a sense, not only just selling what they've done, but themselves as well. You know, like you, every comic book artist has a style, you know, and they're selling their style. Essentially. It's like, here's the, the flair that I add. And you can't, you can't be sort of a, I, I like to, like, Jimmy Palmiotti's not like that. At Hi guys, all. check yeah. out my book. Right, he's the <laughs> he's the opposite of that. Yeah. So, did you guys have uh, like existing uh, relationships with a majority of these of these uh, of the talent, or was it something that you guys had to put a lot of time in? To well, get? with most of them, I know most of them mm. uh, through going to conventions, working the conventions. Sure. Uh, you know, a lot of the guys through Scott's Collectibles, uh, like Lucha Prilo, Carla Cohen, mm -hmm. um, Alan Qua. Uh, and unfortunately, Kel New couldn't do this one, but he's, you know, he'll be, go ahead and give you a guest announcement for the uh, upcoming, the, the next one, Kel New will be a part of that one. Oh, cool. Um, so you guys already have the second. The, oh, yeah. The Dude, yeah. you have cool, to cool. keep going with, with this or people are going to come up, catch up and, you know, pass mm -hmm. you. You know, this is something that we're trying to set the benchmark on how to do things. I don't know if we're setting it or not, but we're trying. You know, we're the there are plenty of other conventions mm -hmm. like like the virtual conventions, but nobody that focuses on comics. Everybody's trying to get the the voice actors. If I, right. If I may uh, pass a compliment, I, I will say I think without a doubt, for me, I think you guys were the first ones doing this, the virtual Comic Con. And I, I was like, man, this is cool that a local, you know, a local presence is doing it. Because now I'm seeing, you know, like San Diego Comic Con announced, hey, we're doing virtual. DC is doing their big fandom. But I, I will say, you guys were the first one that I saw do this. And not even a month into, like, you know, the lockdown and stuff. I, I, so I definitely commend you guys on having that, jumping on that opportunity. Surprise, Greg isn't like, I actually said yes. Let's not forget I said yes to this one. <laughs> well, the only way to, to, to really survive in this business, this is something that Greg and I do on Wednesdays. We have a show on the Creator's Corner Facebook page. Uh, that we it's called the retailer roundtable. Mm -hmm. We take some of the best retailers in the industry. Tuesdays now. Tuesdays now. I apologize. We had to move it because you know, uh, got my kids uh, scheduled with the exit. Tuesdays are nice too. Who said yeah. Tuesdays just now? Is that God? <laughs> Close. <laughs> that, um, no, Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson of comics. <laughs> so you know, we do it with uh, Jesse James from uh, Jesse James Comics in Arizona. Uh, JJ's Comics and Art, who actually reps Doug Minky. 
and uh, Rich Capabianco, who works with Midtown Comics. So we have three three other guys from the the top tiers of their of the respective areas of the comic industry come in and, and we talk about selling comics and what, how to pivot and hmm. how to do certain things. And that's initially, uh, that's what we did. We found a way to pivot, found a way to try to be ahead of the curve. Hey, Shortbox Nation. Sorry for the interruption. Just a few quick words from our sponsor and we'll get right back to the show. Yeah, so this is where I pick up my comics. Um, excuse me, might I remind you the rules here at No Touch Collectibles? No loitering, no friendship, no touching the merchandise without gloves, and no free bags and boards. Yeah, man, I know. This shop sucks. I don't, I don't even know why I shop here. Well, we could go to... Jacksonville Premier Location for comic books, collectibles, toys, and more. Ugh. Um, you okay? At Gotham City Limits, you get 10% off comic books in your book. 20% off trade paperbacks and hardcovers, 10% off high-end figures and statues, and free bags and boards. It's practically criminal. And that's why Gotham City Limits is a place of the people. How many times have you watched the Batman trilogy? I'm ashamed to say. Well, I mean, they're not bad. One time for every time the Joker has taken the city hostage. <sighs> Are you done with that? Yeah, I'm done. Well... Let's just go take our business there. Don't lose any limit. It's the comic book shop Jax deserves. But not the one. All right, all right. I get it. It's a great shop. Let's just go. Oh, look, I, I wanted yeah. to jump in yeah. and say I was like, I'm listening like, all right, so. Like this, a little kid, just like. Yeah. So, and you guys do all of this for free. And because I, I ask because it sounds like valuable consultation and information that if, I was if it was for you, dude. If was it was, in, <laughs> you were like, so you guys do all of this for free. Clearly, a model the short box could not run on, could definitely not run on. No, I'm saying it's admirable. It shows that you guys are in it for to grow the industry uh, uh, and, and promote it. So it's impressive that, yeah, you guys could easily probably make this a hustle, you know, a consultation. I mean, how many comic shops do we know that are stuck in a very archaic uh, business model that don't know what to do? With the internet and things right. like that. Now, well, J- Jesse does consultations outside of, of that a little bit. Like, I, I know shops call him, and then we've offered shops mm-hmm. to reach out to us, too. And uh, personally, outside of the videos, and be like, hey, if you need help with anything, just ask us. And we'll, mm-hmm. we'll always give you the advice. Uh, because more shops equal more comics, more fans, more readers, all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I don't see a reason in charging for advice, that That's kind fair. of advice. Because you're, you're a good dude. It's beneficial to all of us at the yeah. moment. Right. What's been the biggest uh, or the most recurring, I guess, have you guys seen a theme or a common, uh, you know, problem or, or hurdle that these shops or, and these retailers are facing amidst everything going on? Uh, most shops are stuck in the traditional comic shop model to where mm. they might do some eBay sales, but their online presence isn't that big. They're just really dependent on their Which is, we- weekly Dude, customers. it's almost as if comic books are a reflection of like the fans you know like introverted shoegazing individuals who try to get lost (laughs) in something it's like i'm not an extrovert it's like it extends that way it's like well the internet exists guys yeah i I guess i'll go which is crazy to think none of them have had have leveraged ebay like that are people um considering like it's such a big market for resale you know well, it looks like they've bypassed eBay. So there's like the comic book shopping network on Facebook, which hmm. 
Uh, was it 24 hours a day? Yeah, it's 24 hours a day. It's Jesse James and Jen King, who owns uh, Space Cadets in Texas. They started that two years ago, and that thing has just taken off for yeah. them. Once mm. an hour, a different retailer comes on. They do a live video, live sales of their back stock, and mm. no fees from eBay at that point. Uh, buyers get to avoid. see them live, and then you also get to comment on the video, interact with the, the customer or the seller, and... That's great because I honestly, in this climate, especially with all the recent changes eBay and PayPal keep making, yeah. I, I, I'm slowly trying to get away from selling any shit on eBay. Um, so it's cool that they found their own um, um, uh, channel to do that. Uh, going back to my, my question about uh, some of the, the talent that you guys have on, did you guys find it easier to connect with, uh, with reps, which I'm seeing more and more of uh, like artists connecting with reps and having like, you know, a, a business kind of presence or someone handling that side. Did you guys find it easier to make those connections considering that you guys are representing uh, art germ? Well, the, a lot of them I was friends with prior to, okay. like uh, John Jesperson, who reps Doug Mankey, and, mm-hmm. you know, Daniel Scott, who reps the other guys. Um, you know, John has relationships with uh, uh, Pat Gleason and uh, David Barron, who is Doug Minkie's colorist. And I mean, it just it, and uh, JJ John Jesperson is involved in Comic Con line. He's you know he helps with a lot of the promotion and lining up guests. Um, I mean, it's there. It's not just Greg and I that mm-hmm. makes this wheel turn. It's cool. just we just kind of happen to be the faces yep. of this thing. So it's good looking it's, faces. I mean, Greg alone. I mean, come on, man. That's a movie star. Right there. That's a sharp looking dude. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. This I don't is know the, how keep on getting put in these situations. This, like this. this has now become the try to make Greg feel weird podcast. I like it. Yeah. I like it. It's a, it's a good vibe. Um, yeah. So, what are some of the outside? Of, well, it doesn't sound like you know securing the guests was really a, a big hurdle for you guys. What are some of the challenges that you guys have faced in throwing a a comic convention virtually? Right now, it's making enough time for all the people that want to be a part of it. Wow. Like, we, we've actually had to turn some people down or schedule them for the next show, and it's... That's a good problem. It It is, but, like, we started out, it was just one day, hmm. and the second one was two days, and then this one was going to be three days, but then we had to bump it to four days, four 10-hour uh, days. A three wow. or four-day virtual convention. Yeah. That's, I mean, kudos to you guys, man. I mean, it, it's a it's That's a bear. Impressive. Like you feel it. Like it's like going to a con for us. You feel it for the next couple of days. Yep, yep. But the, the best part is you're not feeling con crud like you would go into a physical convention. Well, I think the ultimate con crud is the fact. Yeah, no, the but you definitely get out. the yeah, hangover yeah, 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 yeah. from true, it, man. It, it is like you you have to take a day or two to decompress afterwards because yeah. you are just on. You know, uh, like when I go to a convention, Greg will tell you like. Me right now is one thing, but when I hit a convention and I hit the energy, I, I like it turn it hits the switch, man, and I am on all the time. Mm-hmm. And this kind of gives me that, you know, to a degree, and that's draining, I, you know, spiritually really... and and emotionally to mm. to be on that all the time. So it, it you have to take those days to decompress afterwards. Yeah, and how was the how was the feedback? Because I remember logging into the beta one, um, and I, I think that one was it seemed to be, or at least the portion I was on, more focused on uh, the art auctions, which I thought was pretty cool uh, to do a live art auction. You got to see the artist drawing said sketches and taking like, oh hey, I'll do that. Yeah, it, that's kind of what what the whole premise is about. You know, we don't have books really to mm-hmm. sell. We let the artists come on, sell their commissions. Uh, you know, we just we take the grading. That's what we are partnered with Alpha Omega out of uh, the, the Tampa area. 
uh, Brian Weeks and Stephen Davis, uh, great guys, and they we we have them do all the facilitation for it. And so anything that the the creators draw or anything like that, they'll get graded and send to those guys, and mm-hmm. we'll take care of that for them. But you know, th- there's going to be, and I'll kind of give you a hint. There's going to be a creator doing an exclusive for our show. So we're kind of at that point. Me and Greg were just kind of looking at each other. It's like, holy shit, we're kind of legit. Somebody made a you know Comic Con line convention exclusive. Yeah, could so, it be a picture of Vampirella and a werewolf mixed together? <laughs> I like them hairy. <laughs> You're like no. I mean, if you want to get a look, commission got, from look, somebody, you got, look, you were thinking about it. You were like, hmm, Jesus, how, how could I spin this right now? That's how you know he's the idea man. He's the <laughs> idea man. He's sitting there, he's like, hmm, I got you, little boy. <laughs> and how okay. have the um, like the, the the attendee interactions and things like that? I imagine it all kind of takes place in the the, the chat box. Yeah, for the most part, we've been experimenting a lot with, with different streaming services. We started with BeLive. It mm-hmm. was the first one we used, uh, which was going well for the things that we were doing. But as we progressed, we, we kind of realized that we want to, you know, uh, simul stream, simulcast to, yep. to both Facebook and to YouTube and to uh, Twitch, which we have no Twitch following, none. I don't even know how to set up a Discord for Twitch. Huh. I, I, I'm, I'm actually uh, talking with Ariel Diaz, uh, who is an artist, uh, tomorrow about how to do all that. Like I know Facebook, that's where we've built our all of our following, all of our customer base. But I, I, I like the, the only thing I know about Twitch is you know it it's a thing that weird people do. So that's that's the most, and I don't mean the streaming service. <laughs> have you guys ever considered? Have you guys ever considered possibly one day? Having your own platform to stream it rather than, you know, facilitate it to some of these external parties? We are working on that. Like, uh, the first thing I did when we did this is I went and I bought like six domains comicconline.com, comic, and then uh, oh, hyphen conline.com. Uh, variations, yeah. you know, somebody beat me to one of them. They got like the dot nl. You know, there, you see a lot of guys trying to piggyback and, and take, you know, a lot of. You know, it's like, hey, let me name my thing the same thing as theirs, mm-hmm. so they'll think that I'm them and I can get some of their viewers. Well, that's cool, bud, but you know, that's some really cool content. Damn you, got you there. rat boy, eighty four at AOL.com. <laughs> Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. It is, but at the same time, they're not doing anything that we're doing. It's not even close. What you know? makes yours unique in that sense? We are all comic. We're, we are comic focused. That mm-hmm. is it. Comics. I, I don't want. It's not that I have anything against the the voice actors or the celebrities mm-hmm. or the. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, people selling their trinkets, right. you know, or right. their, their, uh, unlicensed material. Um, it, it's just a, a, a thing of, you know, if, if you want to do that, you know, the, I'm sure there's a show for you. This just isn't the one. Right. So, you know, we, we tend to focus on the creators that we know, the creators that we've built relationships with, the people that will, and from a business standpoint, put asses in the seats. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause you got to offer something. It's almost like it's a, Comic convention. That's one thing that that Rich Capobianco and and JJ, they've been saying that if this was a convention, an actual physical physical convention, this would be a top tier convention. Hmm. Like this is the the roster that you'd have at like a a C2E2 or Mm -hmm. an Emerald City or a Megacon, which we have half of Megacon's roster right there. Yeah, you do. So it's – I mean it's just something that – you have to put the big names. You have to get the big names. You know, so you're talking about Twitch and, and kind of like how kind of weird it is setting that up. Have you, have any of these, how tech savvy are some of these artists and, and whatnot? Like, have you had to kind of walk 
a few of them through through things like that? Uh, yeah, so they're not tech savvy at all. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're talking about our guys, like the Art Drum Collectibles yeah. guys that, you know, that's all they do. Like yeah, they yeah. stream, they'll play like the Oculus hmm. and stream it and they know how to do all that. And then like Ariel Diaz does that. Ryan Kincaid, who's not announced yet, but I'll go ahead and tell you he's going to be on the show. Short box exclusive, um, exclusive, exclusive. Do, 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 do. Thank uh, you. You know, he does streaming every night. Hmm. So with his wife and, and you know, he, he knows how to do all that. But you get into the, like the junior, junior and... Uh, it well yeah because he was the the first time he it, it was a little bit of a connection issue with him the first time and stuff like that so it was uh, but I mean we we try to work it out ahead of time to where everybody's prepared mm-hmm. uh, come show day to actually you know at least be technically aware enough to to stream at that point um, now I, I don't want to name names but one of the guests on the the upcoming show still has a flip phone. So I don't know if that's JR JR, isn't it? I knew it. No. So, so that that speaks to I think you know because a I lot guess. of these guys they just they they just draw and stuff. That's like that. awesome. And, and you yeah. know, so I, I don't think there's much and, of a like, and, hey, we have to do this. I feel like Romita would be like, I don't stream, guys, but I did draw Spider-Man shooting web streams. <laughs> huh? it, was, it was with me. Huh? That guy gets it. That I would absolutely. I'm like, yeah, JR JR, oh, you're right. I'd be like, that's no. it. Hey! He's such a blast to talk to. Dude. I mean, you you wouldn't. You you figure someone that's been in the industry that long wouldn't you know a, a lot of them after they've been in for so long become a bit jaded and they just mm-hmm. kind of you know I mean that's I don't really have any career yeah yeah not that dude that dude wants to come on and he wants to tell you about a con story from 1994 where him and somebody got drunk and like drew a mustache on somebody yes. it, it, it's that's fuck yeah <laughs> I mean uh, yeah. He, he is just phenomenal he's a great storyteller he, guys like him Chris Claremont Billy Tucci. You know, those guys, like, they can tell a story like nobody. I think it's a New Yorker thing, really. I, I guess. I was about to- one of the most epic things I've seen with him, which I'd really love to have him on the, the show at one point. We just haven't been able to make anything work to, to date. But I was at Memphis Comic Expo uh, in 2018, and he was a guest there. You know, Memphis Comic Expo, it's not a very big show, but he always has some good guests. He always has mm. good heavy hitter guests. Uh, I'm standing at the table, and he's just sitting there, and he's talking to everybody and I kind of see the lines start to form and the crowd start to form as he's just telling the story like he's reading it out of a comic book. And he is it's the just, damn Sermon on the Mount. He, it's amazing. It's the he Ascot, is, dude. It's the he is, it's, it's mesmerizing yeah. to just sit there and, and hear him tell this story about his vision of the Marvel Universe and how everything revolves around Logan and Gene. And somehow Kitty <laughs> Pride is... Uh, involved, and we're all just like, "Oh my god, you can't say." But I'm my I, mouth stuck yeah. open, and I'm wide eyed. I so love that. That's the- I love that poetic cocky <clears throat> bastard, dude. That dude oh, is yeah. so uh, his stories, man. Greg, have you had like a, a favorite interaction, or, or just one that that's been memorable for the last what two two three shows you guys have done? Uh, Patrick Gleason. Uh, just because he came on, uh, I think, wasn't he like a surprise for the beta one? Yeah, he came on right after Alan Qua. Yeah, so it was like 13 hours into the beta, and uh, we, we kind of got like a message like an hour before we were going to end, and it's like, hey, if you want Patrick Gleason, he's willing to come on. Oh, that's so cool. And You guys got people coming to you guys like, I'll, yeah, I'll chill, I'll do it. And that was just like a that's shot cool. of like like 20 espresso shots or whatever. Like, like I, I was dead tired, and then he just pops up, Bling. and I'm like... It's Patrick Lewis. I can go another ten hours. Yeah, <laughs> I, it just it. I was wide awake because I I love that guy. I mean, like the Batman and Robin silent issue is still one of my like top ten Batman issues, and uh, so it was just it was amazing to to be able to see him and then get to talk to him like that. Hmm. So, well, 
I missed him on the MegaCon before that, so it was cool. I hadn't seen him in like a year and a half, two years. Was there any any of these guests that was like just kind of surprising that you guys weren't expecting something you know so kind of uh, memorable or impactful? I mean, Junior Junior, obviously, because you know we weren't expecting him to say yes at any point. You know, we're just we're at least in our minds, we're still just kind of low level nobodies. But I guess we are associated with other people, so it does mm-hmm. you know offer a little bit of weight to to what we're trying to do. But but he was a big one. Doug Mankey was awesome, you know. Uh, D- Doug wasn't even scheduled for the last one, and Junior was having some issues with his. Uh, I was. I think uh, David Barron. Oh, that's yeah, right, yeah. David Barron. Like he had some family issues, and Mankey just pops up. It's like, hi, David Mankey, or hi, hi, hi Doug Mankey. <laughs> you know, you watch him on Instagram. You see that? I don't know if you guys have seen his Instagram, but that dude is a beast. I'm always surprised by a lot of the kind of iconic, classic, old school names that are up on social media, where it's like, man, they're posting a lot. They know how to like engage it's, the audience. Instagram's perfect. For yeah, like college book artists. Being able to evolve and adapt to the way business changes mm-hmm. and, you know, make use of all the tools that you have at your disposal. And he's really good at it. And plus he has John Jesperson to give him a hand on certain things um, so he can do more drawing. So so wait, so you guys are both <laughs> clearly passionate about this. How do you level off the, uh, the starstruckness mm-hmm. of dealing with these individuals while also trying to run this very important service, you know, it's just kind of like, eh, or do you just totally let it unleash? It's like, like yes, I enjoy your uh, work for a long time now. Like, yes. Uh, perfect Greg imitation, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with the zinger. Uh, part of it, I, I think, like with, we had Sean Murphy last one, and I, I was oh, cool. you know, excited. Uh, I think part of it you have to kind of show that fanboy a little bit to also get the, the viewers excited to kind of be like, oh yeah, that you know whoever's interviewing was just like me, and and they're asking the questions I want to ask, and and it makes it more exciting. But uh, but I mean honestly, like after going to conventions and and working the table with Archer and meeting all these other artists, uh, it's not really there anymore. I mean, there's more of a personal feeling. Of That's good too. Like, Holy crap, I get to see this guy. But right. I'm not having like the 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 stutters or anything like that, like I did when I met George Perez for the first time, or almost fainted, you know. So it's so it's not that that You're like anymore. N- yeah. n- nice Hawaiian shirt, Mister <laughs> Perez. <laughs> Eyebrows sweating into yeah. his coke. That was pretty much it. It's like thanks. I, I'm I'm a little bit. I still fanboy the fuck out every time. Like, I, I do, man. Yeah, like, it makes when, you feel when, special. When Doug Mankey come on, I did. I was like. It, Hi, Doug Mankey. <laughs> you know, and, and even with Art Germ, you know, I talk with Art Germ daily, and I still like like I, I keep my composure because it's sure. through messages. Sure. But I'm still like I'm fucking talking to Art Germ, you know, and, and him and, and anybody else like Derek. You know, Derek Chu is just phenomenal. I love that guy, and they're some of the most humble guys I've I've ever come across. Like, cool, and mm. Kunkka, and you know, and Edge Curry, Eric Chen. Yeah, it's. They're humble and, and they think it's no big deal, but I'm like, you're you, I, right. I'm me. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cool thing. How much? I mean, how much prep do you guys do as far as like the? Because um, I mean, you mentioned like panels and, and this kind of being focused mainly on art, but it sounds like there is opportunity to talk to the artists for you guys to engage and ask questions. How much prep do you guys do, considering that just this flyer alone for the July 9th show has you know over 25 artists on here. I mean, how much time, how do you guys go about prepping? Do you guys prep individual or, or just kind of have an outline? We don't. Hmm. 
No, I I, I, a man after our own clock. No, Greg. Greg does. Greg is very. He's pretty methodical about things. Mm. I am very much a fly by the seat of my pants, trial by fire kind of Mm. guy. That's how I've done everything. Um, I make the mistake. I learn from it. If I try to plan it out, I don't follow the plan because you know, fuck a plan. I, I I don't. I don't know. And it, I could do better if I did. Probably. You know, and that's one of the reasons we have help. Got you know, Greg's coming up with preloaded questions that that you know, if if I ever do get the the silence, which I do have a, a tendency to do, because I'll about nine hours in and I'm just kind of running on empty and like, so, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just doing that. What I, you I drawing? Yeah, <laughs> he's looking at Greg like, cut me, Mick. <laughs> It's like, you got anything, Greg? Because I'm fucking out. Well, I, I think some of it depends on the guest, too. So, uh, like, a lot of them are, are returning either from the beta or, or the first official one. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of those people, too, are people we, we've seen at conventions and talked to. So, I mean, outside of the whole, like, I mean, it, it's also an opportunity to get to see these people. We, we were getting to see kind of regularly last year uh, and having dinners with and stuff like that that now it's just – you know, with everything going on, we, we can't see them as much. So it's, uh, so I think the knowledge of what they've done and stuff like that really is just, uh, it's kind of there. I mean, if, if you like comics, a lot of these people are really just familiar to you hmm. to begin with. And, uh, with me being the Phil Jackson of comics, I just know mm-hmm. that stuff. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Humble, humble. humble. Indeed. I, like it. I like it. Cause it, so it looks like for the foreseeable future, at least that this will be the, um, the only way for the most part that we'll be able to get our, our convention kind of fix and, and, and scratch. Um, do you guys foresee once, you know, things clear up and, and we can actually, you know, go to conventions, do you guys foresee this becoming a physical show or are you guys going to kind of continue dominating this virtual lane? Have you guys thought out that far? We have a couple of things kind of, you know, a couple irons in the fire trying to figure out, you know, we could go this way, that way. We're not 100% sure yet. You know, we'd, we'd like to keep it virtual and just keep it going because it's inexpensive as far as, yeah. you know, setting things mm-hmm. up. It, the the big expense we have at this point is our internet bill. Um, you know, so it doesn't really cost anything. Hmm. Uh, now, w- there's also the issue of, you know, we do go to four shows a year and, you know, do we take that show on the road? We can't really take it to those because we have to set at the art room table, but maybe we could take it to other shows, mm. you know, and just kind of set up our own booth, walk around interviewing people. Mm. But then there's the competing conventions thing. Will other conventions want us to come in there and kind of steal their thunder a little bit? Mm. Uh, man, I, I mean, if I if I was to humbly give my uh, opinion, I I think, man, why not just continue keeping it virtual? Because I mean, how many comic conventions would you guys be going up against just here in Florida alone? Right. I mean, but ain't no one doing something like you guys are doing. You guys got the the foothold. That's just my humble opinion. Yeah, and it's it's a, you know just weighing options and figuring out what what makes mm-hmm. best business sense, and that may yep. be it. You know, but you know, at that point, how far can our brand grow if? You know, once the actual physical conventions do come back, is it still going to be something that uh, people are receptive to mm-hmm. since they do get to go to the convention yeah. and see these people? Right now, we're fulfilling a need, a void in the industry that once they come back, there's not going to be a void. But is this, I don't think we'll ever compete with the physical convention and I would never try to. But, you know, is there going to be that desire, that need once everything comes back? If there is, we'll, we're going to keep doing it until yeah. people stop watching it. I think what you guys got going for you, even if 
you know, conventions do pop back up is the convenience factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I could just watch it from my home, then I mean, yeah, it's not much work for me to log into whatever website you guys provide. Um, so yeah. Okay. So you guys had mentioned, you know, uh, you guys working with Art Germ through Art Germ Collectibles, and and um, I think I was talking to, to Greg a, a day or two ago, but it's been really interesting from a comic book collector and just fan uh, perspective how j- just his rise to stardom. Because I, I remember when he was doing the covers for <coughs> Supergirl, um, I mean, I went out and bought him because I was like, man, who is this? Uh, who, who is this dude doing these covers? Like, it reminded me of like. Alex Ross, like that hyper realism, but it was like his own style, you know, very clean, like uh, kind of a callback to like kind of retro uh, covers. Um, so it's just, and now it's like, man, whatever this dude touches, it's just like hot, you know, it's just flying off the shelf. The variants he does, um, I think he's one of the best cover art, like contemporary modern cover artists in the game right now, period. Um, what is, like, what's been the, the biggest lesson that you guys have learned from him during like your time interacting with him and just working with Art Germ Collectibles? Uh, probably more patience than I already had just meeting him in person and seeing how he interacts with fans, even uh, unruly fans that you know come to the table and you know, maybe make a, a request that's not reasonable or something like that. Just the way he handles all that and the way he kind of carries himself is... It's, it's still uh, it's something to aspire to. Hmm. You know, still, I, I think, on the... the journey of just being common and spiritual in life so it's uh i really respect him for that thank you, you. you've got that unlocked greg i don't think you need more yeah you've got got <laughs> what is it in, uh uh damn it fuck it superman the movie with christopher reeve he's like uh no 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 not humility you got gobs of humility kid <laughs> when perry white tells clark kent like no no you're already humble enough please i need to get those dennis rodman episodes out of my life still so it's well, come yeah. we're here we're here for you <laughs> so one of the things is I don't know if you guys have ever had the opportunity to see him at a panel or anything. When we were at Megacon this last year, uh, we went up and he did a panel about his uh, art journey. Hmm. And that is, for me, Greg was talking about the patience and not only that, but the moderation and the managing your life around the things that you love. You know, his uh, panel pertained to art, but it's not just contained into art it's anything that you love doing anything any calling that you may have how to manage your life and the things that you love you know for him one of the things he does is he will go into the studio on monday and often he will spend the night in the studio away from his wife and his kids and then tuesday he will go home for dinner and sleep wednesday uh you know he'll he'll do the same thing he'll start it back over again do that sleep in the studio and then friday go home no art on the weekends that's how he manages, you know, being able to maintain that family life. Huh. And with me, I've I'm I run wide open or not at all, and that's how I've always run. You know, it, and it can be detrimental to every life. Even in doing good things, can be detrimental. So you know, having him help me with moderation, even in selling comics and and being uh, promoting his work. You know that that panel really kind of opened my eyes a bit. Damn, that was well said. I know. Shit, I'm I was over like, here, like, yeah, I'm so, like trying to take some notes. Like, yeah, but if I can't see you tonight, I'm good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be in the studio. I was like, can I get away with that? I'm like, baby, <laughs> it's for art. So let me open it uh, this discussion up a little more with, with with one more question, and then I'll plug back uh, Comic Con line. We'll go on break. But you guys both, uh, I know Greg for cer- certain. Um, but it sounds like both of you guys have plenty of years of comic convention experience. It sounds like you guys are fans of, of the convention run. 
Can you share with me your favorite comic convention memory? Ooh. Or just moment? One that really stands out, that kind of epitomizes, like, this is why I go to Comic-Cons. Greg, I'm going to start with you, because, I mean, I know you've got a few probably underneath your belt. You're like beating Phil Jackson at Miami. When Comic-Con. Neil Adams said he gave Christ the idea for the New Testament. <laughs> Yo, he would do that. Oh, fuck. Um... I think my favorite convention experience, I don't know if it's one that's like, oh, crap, I have to go back to cons because of this, but just one that is probably the most memorable at this point is uh, meeting Derek Chu for the first time. He's setting up Archer's print wall at Megacon last year, and I didn't know what he looked like. And uh, we're all just standing around talking, and, and Flash 72 had been uh, solicited at that point. It's like a Captain Cold and, and Flash cover, and I love Captain Cold, like favorite Flash villain, uh, probably favorite DC villain. Interesting. And I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to meet Derek Chu. That cover is like the best Flash cover I've ever seen in my life. And he just turns around and he's like, oh, thank you. I can't believe you like my cover. <laughs> You're like, yeah, thank you, random guy. Yeah, not was, you. I'm talking about Derek Chu. <laughs> but I, I I don't think him and I would even really be talking like, like we do on, on a constant basis now if it wasn't maybe for that or just it, – it was, it was a cool introduction, I guess, a little bit more lighthearted or – Kind of something to laugh about, you know, to this day still when we, when we talk about that part. That's awesome. That's a good one, Greg. What about you, Corey? All right. So I have two. One being from the same convention. Uh, right after that happened, Derek was very young, very, very new on the scene. He'd only done three covers prior to that. So what I did is I, you know, walked up to Stan, Art Germ, and I'm like, hey, buddy, uh, do you mind if I take Derek walking around before the convention actually opens? And I want to take him shopping for Derek Chu books, see who recognizes him, see who notices him. So we walk around the entire Megacon convention looking for, with Derek Chu, looking for Derek Chu covers. That's awesome. So that was very comical, very fun. Now, the other one is we were in New York uh, in October. And this was the the first uh, big convention that Greg and I had really worked together. Because I had been to San Diego and, you know, Greg... It wasn't, uh, Stan had decided it wasn't time for Greg to go yet for whatever reason. I don't know why. I don't know if it's, I think the table was full. San Diego's, uh, it's a very small booth hmm. next year. Next year. So we're there and, you know, we, we had already got all our stuff set up and there were other creators just coming in. You know, I, I've known Don McTeague for some time and, uh, I see her carrying these giant bags in. So I grab the bags and I go down and I help Don McTeague set up. Uh, later on, Greg and I meet up with Babs Tar and we help her get set up. You know, it's just being able to help these creators, the people that, that I don't know if they, if it's just doesn't make uh financial sense to get anybody to come help them set up or whatever, just, you know, offering the convention services just because, hmm. you know, they're creators that we like and follow and, you know, enjoy their work. Sure. Um, What's another? I, I know there's more, man. Oh, dude, I, I embarrassed the ever loving hell out of Don and Sora. So they had never met Art Germ. Donna Sora, who? Just for- Sora Sung. Okay. <clears throat> she's uh, she's done a lot of Lady Death stuff. She has, has her own Kickstarter called Carnal Confessions and Aurora. Uh, I've been friends with her and Brett Kate for a while. And they had never met, met Art Germ before. This was at Megacon last year. Um, so I'm talking with Don, trying to talk her into giving me a commission because I really want a Don Matique commission. And so. She, talking with her about art germ. I'm like, you ever met him? And she's like, no. I'm like, well, you want to? So I grab her and I bring her over and, you know, she was just, just completely 
you know, in awe, just, you know, art recognizing art, I guess, that, you know, artists still have heroes. Um, oh, sure. And then Sora, who's very much introverted in that way. She, she you know, uh, admires from afar. Hmm. So she would not get up and come to the table. So I walk over, I grab Art Germ, I said, hey, do you want to embarrass someone for me? He's like, sure. So he comes up over and he meets Sora and she just turns, I mean, she's Asian and she turns bright ass red and it slides down into her chair, just like so excited to meet him. And those are the, that's some more joy that I enjoy, like, like delivering to people's lives. You know, you can't give comics to everybody because they produce their own comics. Hmm. So give it somehow. That's a good one. Thanks, Corey. That's awesome. See, what about you, man? What's your favorite comic Oy. convention memory? Uh, man, honestly, seeing, uh, I love seeing this is this is like every time I go old ass head creators mm. when they have panels because they all kind of sound the same <laughs> like you meet like old creators they all have that same sort of like hey you doing hey oh you oh you read that one huh hey, who do I make this out to <laughs> Caesar huh is that what is that Are you Puerto Rican where are you from Dominican uh yeah, Puerto Ricans here. Uh, yeah, I'm from Queens. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Puerto Ricans up there. There you go. You know, it's just like, oh wow, this is great. Like, I met Al Feldstein at Heroes Con uh, before he passed, and uh, I got an actual print from him, and I was just kind of like, you are Tales from the Crypt, like, dude. Like, I don't know how to say. It. And he's just like, well, that's very sweet of you. You know, like, it's just like, yeah, yeah, I, I use this to help put my kids through college. You know, like, it's like, he's got such a level head. It's just like, it was so cool, like, just shaking his hand and just being like, dang, man, I, I really appreciate your work. He's like, oh, that's great. That's great. What, how do you spell your name? ZX? What is that? Uh, you know what? Don't worry about it. Just, 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 your signature's fine, Al. Damn, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, the the one that comes to mind for me was um, Neil Adams. No, <laughs> uh, was I think it might have been like my first MegaCon, and so this was like 2010 or 11. I think it was 2010. Um, but at that time, I was really into um, spray painting and graffiti, and I was making stencils out of um, uh, projector paper. Well, you know, like famous landmarks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I was making stencils out of projector film. Um, so I would just, you know, I was doing like <laughs> Batman. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I would do, uh, I was doing like Batman stencils and I would just kind of spray paint them on, uh, canvases or just things that friends were like, Hey, can you do a little spray paint on like my notebook? Or this might be my favorite story yeah. too. So, um, I was doing a lot of, I was using Darwin Cook's Batman artwork because it's just very simple. Well, and with all due respect, it's just very simplistic to transfer into a stencil because there isn't much details um, like some other artists that use a lot of line work. So um, I knew that he was going to be at this convention, so I spray painted like a Batman on a canvas. It looked really cool. I was, you know, all uh, spray paint um, and whatnot. And I approached Darwin Cook. I was like, man, I'm <laughs> such a big fan of your art. It's inspired me in a lot of ways. Um, I've, I'm into graffiti and stuff like that. I use your uh your sign this or i'll tag your car <laughs> <laughs> i was like i use your artwork uh as you know for, for stencils like to base it on these stencils and i brought you this canvas and it was like his artwork on canvas that Shut i spray painted dude and he was so humble and nice about it looking back it wasn't until like i met cesar and told him the story he's like 
so you stole this guy's artwork and you showed him like the evidence, you know? And then, and then had the audacity. That's not even it. Then had the audacity to ask Darwin Cook to sign his own artwork plagiarized no, by no, a street kid. No, I, so I, I hadn't asked him that sign. I just wanted to give it to him. I was like, hey, I just wanted to give this to you to say, hey, thank you so much for you know what you do. I'm a big fan and you know it's inspired me to get into this art form. And he was like, man, kid, this is really good. How about I trade you some art? And he traded me. Um, I didn't know the the, the comic at the time, but it was a, a Richard Parker. Yeah. Richard Parker, yeah. Was it Richard Parker? Richard Stark. Parker. Richard Stark, yeah. The, the, the noir series that he did. Uh, but it was like an original, like little, uh, like a print. It was like like a black and white print. And he was like, "I'll trade you artwork, man. I don't, you know, just take artwork from fans. I want to trade you." <laughs> and I got a picture with him. Like he's holding up the Batman. I'm holding up the Richard Parker. And I was like, "Man, that's that's really cool." But it wasn't until I met C that I was like, "Man." Damn, that could have went really ugly quick. You were you were the inner city program kid. He, <laughs> he reached out to you. You know, he's just like, if I could change one, if I yeah. could change one. <laughs> if I was a shade or two lighter, I would have got a cease and desist right he's there. Like, Yo, if I could change one, yeah. But uh, is this the same year as the uh, the the Yuri thing that you and Torres had with the the anime booth? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the year that we learned what um, hentai really was. Um, (laughs) Wait, what do you mean really was? You're like, I mean, I had dabbled. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was um, yaoi, yaoi, yaoi. Thank you. Oh, you're talking about furries. Yeah, yaoi and like that kind of culture. Um, Well, it was my first comic convention. I kept telling Drew, like, yo, why do people keep like yelling yaoi and then asking like i would just high five anyone that'd be like yaoi and they'd you know fly the flag and i'd high five them like yeah yaoi like i'd say it to like yeah yaoi i thought it was like a thing to say some guy whips out his red rock in front of you you're like oh shit <laughs> but um i think later towards the end of the day i was like yo d i want to see if i could find some anime stuff like gundam stuff so and granted and to kind of your point back in those early days of megacon it was way more comic heavy yeah like way more yeah so anime stuff was just manga stuff anime stuff which is hard as fuck to find so there was only like three four five uh booths that were selling anything anime related and i remember going through this box and i wasn't pulling out the these mangas all the way through i was just looking at the covers and none of them like caught my attention and the dude running the booth was like yeah, so you guys into Yaoi, right? Yaoi, huh? And then I was like, yeah, man, Yaoi, Yaoi. Yeah, yeah, Gundam Yaoi, yeah, yeah. And then I, I think I had asked Drew right there. I was like, yo, Drew, what the hell is Yaoi? And the dude was like, oh, it's this stuff. And he pulls up like these comic books fully out the box. And I see all like this hentai shit going on. And I was like, whoa! You're like, you're like yo, is that the new Gundam? Nope, that's, uh, that's an anthropomorphic fox fucking a duck. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Yeah, I love conventions, man. But um, <laughs> that's going to be a weird transition. <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing that story out. No, that's right? Joe, man. You dare apologize I gotta look up those for pictures. that. Um, Corey, Greg, what you guys are doing with Comic Con Line is fantastic. Um, I'm glad to see yep. you guys like being hella successful um, uh, and, and throwing something like this. Because to your point, man, you know, I, I miss conventions. As much as like I'll bitch about them. Like, uh, After that story, you're like, I miss conventions. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to that fox dick? So it, it's cool that, you know, that, that you guys had um, the, the um, inspiration and, and encouraged to throw something like this. And it's successful and the, the feedback is so great. Not just from the fans, um, but also the creators too, man. Like this is like big ups to both of you guys. Uh, and I want to yeah. go ahead and, and let our – and feel free to chime in if I miss anything. Oh, go ahead, Corey. Well, I, I want to kind of – one thing that I, I didn't say earlier is, you know, one of the reasons that, that we kept it free as well is when, when, we, when this Art Germ Collectibles thing started, you know, Stan didn't have to pick me. You know, I, mm. I was a 
nobody who ran a random ass comic group with you know i, I mean i i don't know if i had any direction or any uh he saw something mm-hmm. You know, and, and I mean, I'm not saying I was a charity case by any stretch, but I was a fucking charity case. You know, <laughs> he, he just picked some random dude that he th- felt he could trust and gave him an opportunity to succeed and, and do well. You know, and I will never, as long as I live, be able to pay him back for that. Damn. So the only thing I can do at this at this point is, is you know, we have to pay this forward. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we were given something amazing so we have to do something great with it. Look, if you, you know, guys haven't already changed just yeah. one, if you guys, ha- <laughs> if you guys one. haven't hit the mark already, then man, I'm, I'm saying you guys are on the right track, man. Yeah, seriously. Um, but uh, I, I wanted to go and just reiterate to our listeners: Comic Con Line taking place July 9th through the 12th. A three, what is that? Four days. My math is that four days. Four days. Four day virtual comic convention that you can enjoy from the comfort of your own home. I mean, the 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 lineup is hella stacked. I mean. Uh, pretty much every name that we pretty much brought up is probably all the heavy be hitters. Under. You want one more exclusive for for your show here? Sure, sure. Box exclusive. So those uh, you look <clears> at <throat> the <throat> at the very first guys on the list there uh, on every day. You know, you got Tyler Kirkham, which is no longer going to be doing a CGC signing, at least not right now. It's mm-hmm. postponed. Then you have Greg Horn. Then you have uh, Connor Palmiotti. Then you have uh, Mike Mayhew. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all going to be at CGC. We're going to have uh, Brian Weeks and Stephen Davis. Oh, nice are going to be on site doing the interview from CGC. Oh wow. That's cool. Damn. So, yeah, this shit. is this is line like I said, man, uh it, it it don't it won't take nothing for anyone listening that's remotely interested in, in comics uh and comics and the artists that we've mentioned to just go on Facebook.com slash corner sort of certified, right? Yeah. That uh, currently we're we're looking into changing that. Okay. Oh, well, I right. know that you guys got a website, comicconline.com that yeah. people can go to. It's like uh, online with a C in the front. Yes. Right. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, and then I guess you, if you guys want to shout out the, the Facebook or, or even uh, the Creator's Corner. Plug away. Yeah. The Instagram is at the Comic-Con line and the Facebook. Same face- as the Twitter. Same as the, the Twitter. Online, yeah. And I, I don't know what the Twitch is I, off the top of my head. I really don't, <laughs> man. I still don't know what Twitch is. So. <laughs> it, it's, we're learning as we go. Art Germ does Twitch a lot, so we're going to get some pointers from him as well. And then uh, the Facebook, obviously, facebook.com forward slash uh, corner certified, which we're going to change, I think, to Comic-Con line eventually. That it's just good. we've already put all, all of our promotional stuff saying corner certified, so it mm-hmm. would make very little sense to change it now because nobody would be able to find us. Fair enough. And and once again, what people can enjoy out of viewing Comic-Con line is panels, interviews, the opportunity to for art raffles and sketches. No, just straight up buying art. Well, I mean, we, we have, you know, there were preloaded signings where you could mail your books in to get them signed. A lot of the creators are going to be signing the fans' books right there on the camera. Uh, there's going to be, you know, remarks involved. There's uh, Doug Mankey's going to have a lot of sketches. Art Drum's going to have commission spots. Derek Chu, Kunkka, Edgecurry. Uh, pretty much every creator there, you're going to be able to purchase something from. Cool. Not pretty much every single one. You know, if that's your favorite creator, you'll be able to buy something. That's awesome. Damn, that's awesome. All right, folks. Well, like I said, Comic Con line, check it out. Uh, I want to go on a quick music break, play something by DJ Crumbs, uh, and then we'll be back. And we've got hella emails to read, man. Our listeners have been uh, sending in emails with their thoughts, champions, etc. So we'll get through the emails and, of course, do champion season. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
I like streamlined. Yeah, Greg. That's, Come on, man. Who's this guy? A comic shop? <laughs> He's like, yeah. How dare he talk shit about Marvel and Potter's house? What? Greg, how often are you up at um, uh, Alter Digos? Are you, still up, do you, are you still up there pretty frequently? Well, this shop's like three doors down yeah. from it. It's yeah. pretty much every day. Yeah. But so I always stop in, but no, I don't, I don't work there anymore. Mm. Mm. You're not on the couch no more. Just shooting the shit about Batman. Don't have the time. Damn, dude. This, man, this is what happens. You got, Greg just got too big. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Well, that, I mean, I, yeah. It's, well, I guess there is time, but there's a lack of wanting to. I will, I will plan a trip up to um, Altered Egos on a day that you're um, at Art Drum Collectible so I can come in. I, I definitely, it's quite literally every day. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Now, they're, now they're not open for like walking <clears throat> business right now. They're not open for what? You can't go inside. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Well, I, well, Drew had told me that he, he I think, did curbside and yeah. then had a chance to like yeah. see the art germ collectibles office. And I, he was like, dude, yeah, it's crazy. They got white gloves and shit. Anytime to bet. I can't wait. We got prints, comics, all that shit. Well, and speaking of which, I can thank you again because you had donated those prints for our um, uh, comic or hip hop and or comic swap and hip hop yeah, food yeah. drive, which was, was really cool prizes. I might have stashed like three for myself. But y'all, who's 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 counting? Who's counting? Who's counting? Right? Who's counting? I wasn't counting. I mean, we, we can't sell those anyway. So yeah, it's yeah. A, exactly. Who's counting? Right? <laughs> Jesus, is this the Potter's a criminal? No, I might edit this part out. <laughs> hey, it's, yeah, it's, the, it's the perks of like running stuff, you know. You get I, some I would prints on occasion, some yeah, free art. Hey, yo, when I was coming up, I used to steal Darwin Cook prints <laughs> and fucking make that full sign his own artwork. Uh, <laughs> fuck that! I wasn't. I didn't even steal his print. I just made his prints. Like, <laughs> Rest in peace, man. He was so that good. Shit. He was so fucking good. Um, yo, short box nation. We are back once again. That was music by DJ Crumbs. Uh, we have got about seven emails to read. Um, so I definitely want to give a spotlight and time. To go through all of these emails, uh, Greg and Corey uh, have joined us for the second part as well. Of course, we'll do champion season right after that. Hey, Shortbox Nation. Sorry for the interruption. Just a few quick words from our sponsor, and we'll get right back to the show. Yeah, so this is where I pick up my Ahem, Excuse me. Might I remind you the rules here at No Touch Collectibles? No loitering, no friendship, no touching the merchandise without gloves, and no free bags and boards. Yeah, man, I know. This shop sucks. I don't, I don't even know why I shop here. Well, we could go to... Jacksonville Premier Location for comic books, collectibles, toys, and more. <sighs> um, you okay? At Gotham City Limits, you get 10% off comic books in your book. 20% off trade paperbacks and hardcovers, 10% off high-end figures and statues, and free bags and boards. It's practically criminal. And that's why Gotham City Limits is a place for people. How many times have you watched the Batman trilogy? I'm ashamed to say. Well, I mean, they're not bad. One time for every time the Joker has taken the city hostage. <sighs> Are you done with that? Yeah, I'm done. Well... Let's just go take our business there. Go to any limit. It's the comic book shop Jax deserves. Not the one. All right, all right. I get it. It's a great shop. Let's just go. Uh, C, I hope you're ready. ready. It's a whole gauntlet. The first one is from John Luna. Ah. Uh, Luna, I did have to edit it down just for time's sake and because we've got that secret live show. Um, and I want to keep that on hush-hush. Gotcha. All right, here we go. Friend. Friend Luna has written. What's up, Shortbox crew? I hope everyone is feeling happy, healthy, and doing whatever they can to keep momentum going 
in a positive direction. I want to say thanks for staying on a positive message on every podcast. Now more than ever, that type of vibe is the virus we need to be spreading. So thank you. Like everyone else, I've been spending less time on the road. While I hope to hit the road again soon to keep dropping short box flyers off at comic book shops near and far, that didn't stop me from yelling actor Danny Trejo's name at my computer when Barter and Drew were scrambling for his name. Put some goddamn respect on inmate number one, Danny Trejo, a true legend of American cinema. Maybe this, maybe share this link to the, his new documentary, Machete, should get a champion. Yo, first off, let me say something here. John out there like fucking shortbox Johnny Appleseed. Dude. Like out there like... <laughs> There should be, like, folk songs yeah, written about Luna, like, and he went to the comic store and gave a flyer, and he said, you better put some respect on Machete's name. <laughs> All right, go back to his email. I'm going to sing that to him next time I see him. You fucking know who the Mexican actors are. Um, I heard the call from you guys to choose an artist to spotlight, and I immediately thought about David Mack. His watercolor work is something to get lost in, and I always enjoy the colors that he blends. His current work on American Gods is beautiful. I've been trying to clear wall space for his music art series for a while. His portraits of David Bowie, Swoon, and Jim Morrison are wonderful. Each piece a tribute to the musician and the individual beauty they offered to the world. Other musicians include Chris Cornell, Prince, Swoon, and Bob Marley, Swoon. For fans of these musicians and few others, the series is fantastic. Kabuki is something I'm just scratching the surface on, and I'm looking forward to digging deeper. Knowing he built the series on his own is something we can all look forward to for motivation. Starting that series at 19 years old and also learning that he was working on the book while his mother was on her deathbed brings new depth to the emotions and passions that were drawn into and unfold on the page. While the pandemic is throwing a monkey wrench into a lot of plans, it is great to see that you guys are making Pop and Luke Cage proud, always moving forward. Thanks for keeping the content coming. We will keep listening. All the best, Luna. Yo, when he dropped the Pops and Luke Cage, Yo, I was like, oh, up. you motherfucking want to tear me I up. I was like, <laughs> oh, God. I do want to make a uh, comment uh, only because he, he brought up the artist uh, spotlight. Um, and I, I don't think I've announced it on one of our weekly episodes, but the okay. next artist spotlight we will be doing just had a brain fart. Art Adams. <laughs> Art Adams. Yeah! Thank you so much. Art Adams will be our next uh, Artist Spotlight episode. And as always, that was um, uh, in part, you know, uh, thanks to the uh, Shortbox patrons and the True Believers here. Uh, this time we did things a little different. We had them submit uh, nominees and then we selected one uh, internally and Art Adams happened to be the winner. So I'm You guys uh, to didn't do Junji Ito, huh? All right. Corey. It's cool. I think uh, next one we should kind of open it up to uh, like anime and manga artists. I think next time we should only open it up to me <laughs> and me. What were you going to say, Greg? Now, uh, th this reminded me, because I do find myself yelling at you also when uh, I listen to the episodes. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, comes Last Dance comes on Netflix July 15th. Oh, cool. I was listening to that bonus episode, and y'all were trying to guess the date and when it's coming out. I'm like, come on, guys, you should know this. That is the that is the quintessential podcast listener frustration, which yeah, is wonderful. Absolutely. We all share that experience. Yeah. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell Drew that now. It's Mixius Pitlick. Mixius Pitlick. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, our next email, um, and, and J John's email, and this next one, which is Corey's, uh, they sent it a couple weeks ago. So the Torgerson. Yeah. All right. Here's Corey's. Here we go. That's no Zaku boy. No Zaku. All right. Zaku. Zaku. Yeah. 
Man, don't be. You are the last <laughs> sorry, person sorry, to try to correct people. No, I will accept it. What up, short boxers? You've summoned me two weeks in a row, and it feels great to participate more. Jesus, is he like Beetlejuice? Like, if we do it one more time, he's going to appear in person? Well, he did send a voicemail that same week and then this email. Holy and I was shit. like, voicemail first. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Malcolm for his great insights into the Gundam franchises. Wing may have gotten most Americans into the franchise, but it doesn't hold up well over time. It was basically the abridged version of the original three series, 0079 Zeta, Double Zeta. I would absolutely recommend Gundam Iron Orphan, Iron-Blooded Orphans if you want a modern attempt at the feat. In these trying times, I feel that Gundam begins to shine even more. In short, the Universal Century timeline is a lengthy story about racial inequality and the extremes taken by both sides to quell the other's attempt to establish their ideologies. On this trip, you're introduced to amazing characters on both sides who genuinely fight for the right thing as well as many asshole individuals and companies who only want to make a buck. It's a war story containing senseless genocide, genetic tampering, rape, child abandonment. Jesus, Corey. Yeah, I was like, wow, is this a Gundam? <laughs> yeah. Was this on Cartoon Network? Um, espionage, star-crossed lovers, cross-dressing, coming of age, a few good bitch slaps, and all the other things you expect in a children's television show. <laughs> Sorry, Corey, I stepped on your joke ahead of time. You knew what you were doing. 14-year-old um, you would love the mechs, but adult you might cry a few times. The original story reaches a beautiful and rewarding zenith in Gundam Unicorn. It's entertaining on its own, but the brevity falls short if you haven't waited hand-in-hand hand through the bullshit in the previous series. My quick Gundam recommendations are the ever-vigilant... Uh, Zero eighth MS team. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that right, Bonner? Yeah, you're the Gundam guy here. Those are just numbers, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My personal favorite short, Gundam Zero Zero Eight Three Stardust Memory. Neither requires knowledge of the main storyline, but you will be rewarded if you know. Quick champions: Grant Morrison's The Green Lantern with artist Liam Sharp and colorist so Steve yeah. Cliff. It's very lengthy, and I got. Lost frequently with names or locations, but found no difficulty turning each page. Sounds about right for Morrison. Um, that classic art style is beautiful and is so much more intriguing than the super clean line work of the Dark Stars issues that followed. Stuffed a lot in this one, Shortbox, Corey. No, shout out to Corey, man. Yeah, absolutely. That is man. the last long one that you got to read. See? Yo, that's <laughs> you okay. Hey, man, I, um, I, I learned. I'm going to go ahead and probably put my um, comic card on uh, uh, in risk on the line here, like okay. I normally do on You're this about, show. about to say you didn't watch a Gundam series? No, not at all. Um, Liam Sharp. Yeah. I won't lie. I thought he was a new artist. It wasn't until I went into uh, Action Toys um, on Cassett, and he had a bunch of back issues of Deathhead, and I was flipping through. And I was oh, like, yeah. Yo, this artist fantastic. Who is this? And it's like, Liam Sharp? You mean the new rookie? The, the new hot rookie on the scene? <laughs> So yeah, once again. <sighs> this coming from the man who thought Patrick Ewing was drawing for Immortal Hulk. <laughs> oh, wow. That's not true. That's not true. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyways, um, you know, our next email is from Matthew Vigo. These all are pretty oh, short. Matt go Vigo. Pretty quick. All right, here we go. Catching up is the title of this email. Hey there, short bucks. I've been falling behind on my podcast recently, but I finally listened to the Enter the Sandman episode of the show. 
I smiled when Ashley mentioned Jay Lee as an artist whose style has changed in a good way, because that's exactly who I was thinking of when I wrote the email. The first arc of the New 52's Batman-Superman book circa 2013 was drawn by him, and it's gorgeous. His work on Inhumans from the early 2000s? That's so gorgeous. Kinda ugly, just saying. And I agree about Junior Junior. Love his Spider-Man, hate his Superman. Ivan Rias is in the similar boat. His Superman is amazing, but his Batman always looks strange to me. Anyway, keep doing what you do, as long as the kids still say it. Make mine short box. That's sweet. Uh, let me go ahead and shameless plug for, for Greg and Corey. I want to, you know, give them a break. Speaking of Jay Lee, he'll be at a uh, comic hey! online July 9th uh, through the 12th, as well as JRJR. Nicely done. Yes, um, they will be. Yeah. And he, he, they'll be brought by Oasis Comics, who's his handler. Mm. We actually had the opportunity when we were at MegaCon. We were tabled right next to Jay Lee. Cool. And those guys are, they're awesome. They have some really cool books coming up for sale. Jay Lee. I think he does like a yearly or an annual um, sketchbook. Or, that guy's yeah. – Yeah, his stuff, man. I'm I think, such a Stephen King dork. I think my – Dark Tower came out. I was like – I think my introduction to Jay Lee was his um, Executioner song. Uh, really? The X-Men Executioner song. He did a couple issues. Mine was the couple Spider-Man Iron Fist team-up issues he mm. did where they're fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Greg, Corey, y'all want to – Oh, I'm going to sit there on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one? Yeah. Yeah, that – Executioner. That, that, I, of course, I, I'm old time X Men fan, so uh, that's my my first run with most artists. Yeah, yeah. So. I remember uh, <laughs> with Jay Lee, I always had to like have every light on in the house. Cause I'm like, God damn, he shot inks really. You're like heavy. trying to swipe the comic like <laughs> brightness, brightness, <laughs> brightness. Uh, thank you for that, Matt Vigo. Uh, next uh, email is from Kevin Bacosi. Oh, Lady uh, Titty. What? That's just a thing me and him say. Anyway, sorry. The inappropriate, father. <laughs> oh. We're having a talk afterward. This one's from Kevin. Question. What's up, Shortbox? I was wondering, who, in y'all's opinion, is that dude in the Marvel Universe? Like, one-on-one -on -one fight, who's taking the belt? Keep it geeky. Yes! Yes! Yeah, keep it geeky, baby. You know, litty titty, Kevin. Stop um, that! <laughs> thank you for the feel video. weird. <laughs> I'd have to say probably Daredevil, man. I feel like... What is he asking? Uh... Who's that dude in the comic universe, Marvel universe? In, in reference to what though? Like, well, like he said a one-on-one -on -one fight. So, like, like who's mean, taking who's the belt? Stronger or who's like the, in your opinion, the coolest guy? I guess who's taking the belt means who the who would win? Who is just a nonstop winner? That doesn't. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, now I'm like, well, damn. I mean, if Daredevil went up against because like, if you're going technically, if you're going technically, mm -hmm. old school rules, Stan and Jack rules. Hulk is still the strongest there is. Regardless of what retconning has been done, they're yeah, always gonna know, de they're always gonna defer to Yeah, but you know that Hulk. Well, even now Hulk is strongest there is and he's an immortal. So. Right. It's, yeah, and, true. Not only is that he's he's strongest <laughs> there Hulk, is in the fucking Hulk. metaphysical way too. You're like my brain. Um I would I could probably I'll probably throw in like century, I guess, if we're talking like well, that no, weight no, no. class. If I liked God, your answer, so fucking no, 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 no. <laughs> I love it. Yes, no, no, no. After you, <laughs> but sir, no. your answer I like better. I like going that route. Like, who is, in your opinion, like that dude? Yeah. The way you said it, I like. I mean, you said Daredevil. At that yeah. point, Century ended up defeating himself with a void. So I mean, that's that's just how <laughs> badass he is. He's got to defeat his own self, you know. Uh, but I feel like DD has kind of went up against. I mean, DD went up against fucking you know uh, Hulk. He's gone up against Hulk. He's like not Rocky. Win, but yeah, exactly. But, but like also Rocky. by that logic, Squirrel Girl beat Thanos. So, Squirrel Girl has also beat Doctor Doom. <laughs> yes. Can we all agree that 
Squirrel girl is that girl? Is that dude? I'm, I'm just, no, we I'm not gonna say it. Greg, you ain't gonna chime in. Oh, this uh, is prime like comic nerd, man. Luke Cage. Hmm. I'm just, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's the people's champ. Damn, the people's no, champ. I don't argue yeah. with that. Yeah. My actual pick is Cable. Nice. Why cable. Why that's cable? a good choice. No, that's a good choice. Uh, because the dude's, I mean, he's always prepared for everything. I mean, if you've read Cable Volume 2, I don't know if any of you have, but they, they set up the plot lines. That guy set seeds in issue one to defeat Bishop all the way to issue uh, 25. Mm. So, I mean, it, that was a joint, uh, Straczynski uh, was the writer on that one. And it was, the, I, I've never really enjoyed a whole lot else by Dwayne Straczynski, mm. but it was that was a phenomenal storyline. Like, he he went back and he set up the, the seeds for a religion uh, years prior to help him defeat Bishop later in the future, like 500 years in the future. Damn. I, I mean, it is, the guy prepares for everything, and if he fucks up, he can just time travel and fix it. You know what my favorite cable anything is? Is the um, the two issue crossovers where he bat, uh, fights X Men, and Ian Churchill's doing the art. Yes, man. And y'all ain't ready for that. You're man. like, come on. It's now. like it's just an okay boomer for two issues. <laughs> Dude, Ian Churchill. <laughs> Ian Churchill is a beast. Yeah, that dude I was so. Is I don't know what he's doing now. I know he was doing like Red Hulk for a little bit, but it, man, Ian Churchill. As when I first got into, con- well, that was like right after Age of Apocalypse. I was like, I want everything X Men. And then yeah, yeah. boy, they it got was the you. artist. Yeah, they did. They fucking got absolute me. favorite favorite Cable issue. Which you know, uh, spoiler here. I, I am a lifelong Cable fan. My son's middle name is Cable. Look, I've never heard anyone That's bring up. Awesome. I've never heard anyone bring up Cable if they're not talking about like TV. Like yeah, the no. cable, you know. So this is kind of cool. Yo, he's the fucking Ascani son over here. Yeah. Damn, I have a fanboy tattoo. Right. Yeah. I so I mean, he did that uh, Future Shock. It's issue. It's Cable uh, issue number twenty five. And it is like the best standalone cable issue that I've ever read because it, it goes in and it, it tells you a lot about his future and his past mm-hmm. and the way things kind of worked out. And he takes Domino with him to meet T. Uh, is it T. Blood? I think it's I can't remember his name right now. Right now, I'm, I'm blanking. I'd be really surprised if there was someone screaming out the name. Someone I mean, right like, now, as a cable fan, is like God. Their head's exploding. Yeah, I'm like There's one two of four. Oh, yeah, hot takes. <laughs> that was good. Uh, Cozy, thank you for that one. I was just uh, say Daredevil is mine, oh, for da- the record. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me move on to this next email. It's from Tim Stacy. Tim Stacy. Here we go. This one's titled Champion. Hey, Shortbox. Just wanted to take a minute to champion a fledging little band of pop culture do-gooders. The Shortbox Podcast Gang. Oh, shit. I know it wasn't that long ago. I said... <clears throat> that I said gave you guys a shout out over social media before COVID. But sincerely, I think the quarantine break may have helped breathe new life into your show. It's been better than the greatness that y'all laid down before the break. More specifically, episodes 290, four-month revisit with Brian. Hmm. Even with the Peter Jackson-length Ultimate Extended Director's <laughs> Cut edition <laughs> virtually exploding <laughs> Brian's bladder. We did break that man's freaking bladder. <laughs> He was so nice. He was just sitting there like, gentlemen, I must pee. Please. <laughs> he was like, all right. Uh, well, let's go on a break. Uh, you okay? Pew. Um, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, virtually exploding Brian's sorry, was bladder sorry. was insightful, engaging, and all around fun. This kind of episode inspires me as not only a collector, but as an artist. In this comic book culture, we all love. And I'm 43, so I can appreciate it when Cesar comes with the, quote, old man perspectives we don't get older fools we get better um mm. all of you behind the mics have a true chemistry that keeps it real and authentic 
I subscribe to several different podcasts centered around comics, and you guys always get first click when mm. a new batch of downloads come across the phone. Congrats on your success so far, and here's more. Here's to more to come. Keep doing what you... Oh, fuck this guy. Yes. Oh, you got to read it. You have to read the yeah, email. I know. Word I for know. word, please. I, know. I will. Keep doing what you do. And as always, Tim, you're wrong for this. Stay geeky. Yeah, baby. Wait, wait. Then he goes, no, wait. Make mine short box. Damn. P.S. Do you guys accept any fan mail slash snail mail? If you do, uh, do you mind sharing an address so I can send you? So I, I can send it to you. Yes, you can send it to my house. I no, 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 no. Send it to my house, Tim. Uh, no, um, that was good, Tim. Thank no, you. No, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna frame Damn, this. I didn't. Yeah, I'm gonna frame this email. Dude, you, you, know, you stuck that up on there. me. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Um, and I guess the only comments I got to say about this email is, um, yeah, our, our previous episode, um, floppies and hardcovers. It was, it was a long conversation. It's been a while since we did an over two hour episode. But I what think, else you guys got to do? <laughs> but I think for any, um. Fans of, of of comics, whether you are especially like new, you know, you're curious about the comic book world, you want to start collecting, you don't know where to begin. Um, I think our two episodes of Brian have been a stellar introduction into the world of comic books from the perspective of someone who recently just got into collecting comic books uh, this year. So that's um, the best part about it, though. And yeah. I, and I hope if if you go back and listen to it, I will reiterate the message that we had hopefully expressed before is that. Even if you're a beginner, if you're following what you like, you are a you're, you are a comic book expert, and everybody else is basically a Wikipedia article that you can exploit. As far as like heads that have been in there a long time, like okay. both Botter and I. Great, thank you, Tim. Uh, we got uh, two more to go. All right, uh, this one is from Joshua Pickett, titled ah. Jeff Lemire. Ta- yes, Jeff Lemire. <clears throat> so <clears throat> my luck, I'll send this email, and Ashley won't be on. Oh fuck, she's not. <laughs> My luck, I'll send this email and Ashley won't be on the show. But I wanted to take a minute to champion Jeff Lemire. Essex County, Sweet Tooth, and his Valiant stuff are great. I just ordered his TKO book titled Sentient. Can't wait to read it. I'm not trying to call you out. Just curious. God damn it. Thanks for all the content and remember, stay geeky. Josh! Man, you're wrong for that. I feel like that just might have to be our fucking slogan. At first this off, point. No, I mean, no, the, first the off, fans have spoken. Look, if they're gonna, if they're the gonna say it, spoken, they gotta say it right. It's keep it geeky. You're right. Keep it geeky. It's yeah. keep it geeky. I don't know where they got state, but it's fine. Um, in response to Jeff Lemire, what do you? What are your thoughts on Jeff Lemire? I thought his Valiant. St- I think didn't he write um, Deadshot? Dude, <coughs> Valiant cannot yeah. do any wrong. I know. I opinion. I was a fan of his Valiant stuff. Um, I have sentient sentient. In my uh, box right now, I'm, I'm gonna get around to it, especially with it winning or being nominated for Eisner Award. Not that that does much. No, for I know me, what you mean. But I, I am curious. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I am not aware of Essex County or Sweet Tooth, even though like friends like Austin speak Tooth, nothing yeah. but but great words about it. Essex County was a, a hardcover that he did hmm. uh, some time ago. It was, uh, the ones that I've seen are very limited edition, uh, hand numbered and signed. Hmm. Uh, they came that way. Oh, that is wow. cool. I did okay. not know that part. Uh, Greg, I believe Altered Ego still has one. Greg, you a uh, you, nice. uh, uh, Jeff Lemire fan? Pass. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. All right. We got Ashley's so, voice channeling from beyond go. the yeah. grave. Dude, Jeff Jeff Lemire wrote the my single favorite issue in all of comics. When he did the Extraordinary X-Men run uh, a couple years ago, it was Extraordinary X-Men number, I believe it was 16. Uh, it had an homage to the uh, old, uh, it was the Hulk holding up the mountain. Mm, uh, yep. from Secret Wars. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was uh, Storm's basically running around, and she's leading the X Men at the time. 
and you know they're running around trying to fight the the infection from the the impox and everything like that that was killing all the mutants. Impox, <laughs> yeah, yes, dude, dude, everything. Is, I know, I know, that's I know. so awesome. So, which was caused by the inhuman cloud mm. that was killing everybody. Okay, yeah. So this, the uh, the Terrigen Mist. Yep, yep. So there's this little girl in a tent. You know, in sort of a triage tent, and she's—I mean, the little girl's dying from from the impacts, and Storm's running around busy trying to, you know, come up with other ways to to counteract the Inhumans' attacks and things. And eventually, Storm gets to this tent. You know, as the girl's dying wish is the make a wish thing, kind of for for mutants. And Storm gets to this tent, and the one thing that this little girl wanted her whole life as a mutant was to become an X Man. And on her deathbed, dude, I, I'm gonna burst into tears talking about it. They they give her her own little code name and everything just before she dies. And dude, that 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 issue just wrecked me just because of how well he set that up and just totally grabbed a hold of you. Damn, Greg's crying in the back. Man. I got him on mute, dude. Because Greg's fucking thank, sobbing like yo, a baby. Thank God it was Storm, and it wasn't like Gambit who like rolled in there <laughs> smoking a cigarette. And, like he's like, I guess you're an X Men now. Yeah, all right, Shelly, what do you want? I just want to be an X Men. Yeah, Gambit got like three kids he don't know about <laughs> somewhere in the bayou. Also, I, I want to mention Black Hammer. I have read Jeff Lemire's Black Hammer, and it is fantastic. Yeah, he's uh, but I like that Ashley was. Represented through Greg's voice of pass. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Uh, and last but not least, and one email that I think uh, see, you'll enjoy a lot is from our good friend, Herschel. Oh, shit. Oh, Giannis. All right. What up, girl? Um, greeting, short box. First time emailing. I discovered the podcast in 2016, and I have been listening since. Thanks for being a great and hilarious on thanks for being great and hilarious on every episode. Also, shout out to C. I've read No Longer Human by Junji Ito months back. Usually not into horror, but damn, I was not able to put that down. Finish reading it in a day. Manga and its illustration the, the manga and its illustration were exquisite. And I plan on reading more from Ito. Definitely recommend for an artist spotlight. I should consider upgrading my Patreon tier just by saying that. A little sweaty laugh emoji. Well, that's all I got. Continue being awesome. Warmly, Herschel. You know, no one ever signs off warmly anymore. Nah, it's usually... Fuck you. uh, (laughs) Keep it geeky. Insert name here. Yeah, thanks, Herschel. Damn. Yeah, I I figured you might like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. She's good people. There's hope for Junji Ito. You know, again. They're fucking. God damn it. All right, folks. Uh, I know that was a lot of emails, but I mean, we, we had a lot of uh, backlog to catch up on. I'm glad that you know we got to give all of our listeners. Um, that's that also time. yeah. I'll say that's also a testament. So like, if you listen to the show, we read your emails. Like, don't 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 think like they're just falling on deaf ears. Um, so send us more stuff. Yeah, man. We the, do like reading. Yeah, theshortboxjacks at gmail.com, or you could leave us a voicemail. Uh, we've got a Google Voice number, 904-580. Yo, do that instead, because we don't get enough people. <laughs> we do not get enough people leaving voicemails. Just yeah. don't you know, make it too long. Yeah, 904-580-4095, or you can go on speakpipe.com slash theshortbox, and you record a short uh, message for us on your laptop for a nice mic, if you want. So uh, once again, thank you to everyone. Uh, the Shortbox 7, as I'm going to dub them this episode, Luna Corey, Matt, Cozy, Tim, Josh, and Herschel for those emails. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Uh, and with that out of the way, we're going to go ahead and jump into our last segment of the show, our champion season. 
champion season. For those of you tuning in for the first time, is our last segment of the show. It's our opportunity to go around the table and highlight a few things within pop culture that has really resonated with us this week. So it could be a comic book, a movie, a TV series, a uh, cartoon, uh, just anything that we feel, hey, this is awesome and more people should be checking it out. Uh, Greg, I'm going to start off with you, man. What do you want to champion today? Uh, so I believe you had him on your couple episodes ago. Uh, Isaac Fox has a new Kickstarter out with Kermisi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Eric Chen is doing a Akira homage cover. Oh, that that's a I dope saw it. Cover. It looks cool. Yeah. I saw it on the Kickstarter. Yeah, and uh, so Eric's one of the guys that kind of works with uh, all the other Archerm guys and stuff like that. Oh, so, red. Uh, support Isaac, but also support Eric. I I, I got the I ordered like the hundred twenty dollar remark here to. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. I love the Akira homages and stuff. So, um, if you're into art, space westerns, anything like that, if you like the the episode Isaac was on, definitely. Uh, check out that kickstarter there's like 14 days left to go or something like that yeah I, um so we had isaac on when i was doing like a uh, like a convention episode but mm-hmm. i think what you're referring to is i think an episode maybe, i think two episodes ago he left a voicemail um uh, talking about his kickstarter okay, and sweet. that was that was really good did you have anything else to champion uh Become a Patreon for Shortbox. I did not. This guy's good. That boy, good. Thank you. Well, let me, if you don't mind me indulging, what is what is your favorite part about being a a patron? Uh, definitely the the uh, the the mixtape. I love getting the mixtape. Um, You're the I, first person that said that, and it warms my heart because I, I love putting them things together. And I have to admit, like, because I, I don't actually listen to the podcast on Patreon, I just get it through my iTunes feed mm-hmm. and I listen there. And so, like, listening to the bonus episode, I'm like, crap, I need to go to Patreon now so I can listen to the other bonus episodes. Um, and just helping you out, man. I love helping you out. Thanks, man. You know, I got to put food in the fridge. I mean, these lights is expensive. This no. beer is hard to drink <laughs> without Thank me you. being here. Thank you, Greg. Your patronage is appreciated. Corey, what do you want to champion today? Uh, kind of stay in the same vein. You know, he's talking about uh, Eric Chin, our newest artist with Art Dream Collectibles. Her name is Lyrics, L-E-I-R-I-X. Uh, she's pretty well new to comics. She's done a couple of things for Mount Olympic uh, Mount Olympus comics and she's got an upcoming cover that I can't tell you about yet hmm. but uh, you know we got her working on a couple other things that we're trying to you know push her and get her uh, into more into mainstream comics she is uh, very very much an anime style so a very good bridge and crossover for those people that read manga that kind of want to come in and collect the art of comics or just need an excuse to get over there uh, more so uh, with the Asian style than uh, Art Germ, Derek, and Kunkka, and Edge Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I want to champion is, is Michael Keaton is fucking Batman. Ah, yeah. yes. Michael fucking Keaton is Batman again. I feel like I'm five again. I'm, I'm, Dude, I am so stoked for that. I have been championing this for the longest time. Wanted to see Michael Keaton and then, you know, Terry McGinnis in, in a mm. Batman movie. Damn. So bad, dude. Yeah. And half my wish is true. So, just waiting on the other half. Nah, that's a good champion. Uh, see, Great. what do you want to champion today? just got me hyped, man. I know. Um, so, uh, we were talking about Neil Adams earlier, uh, namely me, throwing sh- uh, a forest worth of shade. Uh, but, that said, I just bought a, not like Marvel needs any help hawking their wares, but I just bought the uh, Roy Thomas Neil Adams X-Men run hardcover, and it is a nice. Uh, it's beautifully done. It is a large sort of print, and it's got some of the most Cheech and Chongiest moments of X-Men you will ever see. It's so bizarre, so abstract, and at the end, as usual, like with these hardcovers, you'll find um, 
they've got like the, hey, here are some of the sketches, you know, that went into it, or here are some of the covers. There's that in spades, along with some like really nice uh, splash pages that helped to promote the uh, the run. So I, all in all, it's great. Um, highly recommend it if you are a Marvelite. Uh, worth having in your collection. Uh, the next thing I'm going to <laughs> champion is Star Wars Splinter of the Mind's Eye, written by, uh, uh, I think, Alan Dean Foster. And uh, it's funny, uh, friend of the show and friend in real life, Lars let me borrow that book. Buddy, I still got it. It's in great condition. Um, he let me borrow the book a long time ago. Uh, in a galaxy far, far away. Couldn't help it. Um, and I bought my own copy of it just because I had – it's so good. So the, essentially, if you guys haven't heard of it, uh, when Star Wars first came out in 77, nobody knew if it was going to get a sequel. So Alan Dean Foster essentially wrote the sequel to Star Wars uh, before Empire came out. So it's really interesting to kind of put yourself in that headspace where it's like – it's 1978, and Lucas hasn't begun writing a script for Empire yet. And meanwhile, this book is out where you get to hmm. see the further adventures of a small band of rebels struggling to restore freedom to the galaxy uh, with Leia and Luke and all your favorites, and Darth Vader shows up, and it's the first mention of a kyber crystal if you are a Star Wars fan. Um, and just keeping on with that, uh, keeping on with that entire uh, Star Wars kick that I've been on, I started reading the Jason Aaron Star Wars run. Mm. Um, a long time ago, Adam Wallet told me it was delicious, and I read the first two books, and I agree with him, but life happened, and I, I just couldn't finish it. Uh, now that I have the Marvel Unlimited app, I have been uh, really diving deep into his uh, his catalog of work. And uh, for me, no, no disrespect, but the art, I think, is by Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Uh, leaves a bit to be desired. Agreed. Um, but it changes, and Stuart Amonin jumps on, oh. and you're just kind of like, ah, like yeah. it's just completely spoiled for like issues, and it's it's great to read. Um, it's real fun. Reminds me of the, um, goodness, Archie Goodwin, Al Williamson Star Wars stuff they did for the funnies uh, back in the day. So if you're an old guy like me and you like that shit. <laughs> um, this new Jason Aaron run feels a lot like the old school uh, Star Wars funnies from like the early '80s that I <clears throat> definitely didn't read when I was younger. Uh, so somewhere there is a Warren and Lars smiling. Ear I hope ear so. That you're speaking so positively. Yeah. And, and by the way, if Lars is listening, hopefully he still is. I still have your book, and I will return it as pr- soon as this epic plague goes away. I do want to make a, a comment about your first champion, the um, X Men by Roy Thomas and yeah. Neil Adams. Um, I have told so when C walked in, he had the book. I was like, "Oh, I see this book all the time oh. at uh, at the comic shop." I yep. just have never picked it up. Um, it is a gorgeous book, oversized. So I mean, you get like you know a little bit more of the art and the promo stuff in the back. It's cool, right? I love seeing like promo comic promo collected in a in a collected like edition. The dated stuff, yeah, because it's like, well, there's no other way for me to see this. I mean, unless like I was around the time that yeah, they were yeah, promoting me too. This. So, <laughs> But it's really cool to think about like um, some of the exclusive art that um, that is uh, that is out there based on like comic promotion. You know, like I, I we were talking about John Byrne a couple weeks ago, but I had just came across like this John Byrne promo art that he did for his Superman run, and I was like, man, that is once again like that. My the ties between hip hop and comic to me is just there's so many examples. 
One being like street promo for like, yo, this new John Byrne Superman story is coming out. It's like that, I, I love shit like that. Yeah, it's that New York mentality, man. Yeah. Um, my two champions. I got two quick ones. One's a comic book. Well, thank book. you for uh, listening to Shortbox, yeah, everybody. Subscribe yeah, subscribe at shortboxjacks.com. Um, <laughs> my first champion is uh, Doomsday Clock. Uh, for most of you uh, know by now. Uh, is it Gary is, Frank? Yeah, Gary Frank. Uh, Jeff, written by Jeff Johns. Um, uh, art, or I'm sorry, colors by... Brand, oh, Brad Anderson. So this is the series that concludes the story established in New 52 and DC Rebirth. Oh, wow. um, depending on who you ask, it's a direct sequel to the graphic novel Watchmen by Alan Moore, but Jeff Johns will never claim that. He, you know, For Al- him, it's... Alan Moore sure as shit won't claim that either. <laughs> well, Dan Didio, I think, Dan Didio um, had promoted it as the sequel, but I think it was just more so for... It'll be a cold die yeah. in hell when I say it. Um, but, um, uh, dude, it's, it's, it introduces the stories, uh, the Watchmen characters into the DC universe alongside some original characters. Um, in my humble opinion, it is Jeff John's love letter to Alan Moore and Watchmen without trying to ape Watchmen. Um, I think he could have easily fallen into that, but I think he still maintains his unique voice. Um, but, but more so, it's also a love letter to DC Comics and, and all its rich history in regards to like the multiverse and, and how campy that was when maybe it first started, but he's able to kind of piece along so much gems from the DC um, oh history, God. like from the, the beginning, like the, you know, the, uh, the very early Jesus. days. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we need to call the hospital. <laughs> Roger Milligan has contracted COVID-19. Dude. He is saying something positive about DC. That's funny. Oh, my God. Um, it's because I'm here. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, please don't break yeah. my shit. Um, uh, but overall, too, it's a great Superman story. Like, okay. dude, I am a sucker for for really like well Superman stories that touch on why Superman is just fucking important, you know? Yeah. And I think Jeff Johns nails it. I think uh, Drew had said, um, you know, Jeff Johns is really good at rebirthing characters. Green Lantern rebirth, Flash. Yeah. I, I had to disagree with him on the Flash rebirth when I'm still not a fan of that. But, it's okay. But, it's um, okay. Otherwise, story wise, yeah. it was Doomsday great. Clock. And especially being able to read it in full now, not having to wait, you know, month to month or whatever happened. Uh, I mean, Greg was the one that reminded me. This story started in November 2017, ended in December 2019. And I mean, I was collecting it issue by issue. But by issue three and four, that's when it started. The schedule became bi-monthly. And then they took a break. And then, you know, hold us, blah, blah, blah. Well, now you can read it in full. And it's fantastic. It's fun. It's gritty as fuck. Gary Frank absolutely brings Kills his A-plus game to the art. Um, the colors are great. To me, it felt like a, it feels like a superhero noir story that pays respects to Watchmen, but it's fresh, it's relevant, it takes place in DC's main continuity. Not that that fucking matters, yeah. um, but it, it's, it's great, man. It, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, so Doomsday Clock, I recommend it. 12 issues. Uh, you don't really need to know much of the prior stuff, but if you've read Watchmen, then it you can see why they would promote it as you know the quote unquote direct sequel. Um, and the last thing I'll champion, uh, kind of random, but fuck it, uh, Ludicrous. I have Jesus, been what? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, he's sick for real. Look, I have been in the last week just replaying a bunch of like Ludicrous stuff, and it's made me realize just how fucking good he is at just rapping like i don't think he gets enough props because he had such a seamless crossover and i don't think we also give him enough props for how successful he's been in the crossover ladies and gentlemen this is not a joke please (laughs) call the hospital well and and here's my here's my thing one he steals a spotlight on any cameo or features he's on and if you need an example i mean look at Nas's made you look remix he absolutely steals the show it is a classic to me it is a classic verse it is one of the best 
hip hop verses ever, and probably the best cameo verse ever. He's literally rubbed shoulders with a lot of it, like hip hop icons and his contemporaries. I mean, he's got a song well, yeah, with Jay Short. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's done songs with everyone. Usually, like I said, steals the show, um, and he's always stayed true to his character. He's never been someone that he that he's not. He's never tried to like ride a trend. He's just a funny dude who likes to have fun in hip hop, but happens to be really fucking talented when it comes to rapping. He's got char- charisma. I think his music videos are some of the best. God damn, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you, um, he's if, a swell guy. Uh, I mean, he's. And and the album in particular that I was listening to was Theater of the Mind, which is his seventh studio album. I remember buying that when it came out. I went to Target to go buy it. Um, great album. It's got like a bunch of features, and and he shows up and proves, and he's got great production. So you, look at you, man. You fucking I know. grew up fast. I, know. I was like, look damn. at you. You're like. You're going to be an old man inside what? of a freaking home like, you put on my Ludacris records. What? Some young person it, be like, yo, shut up, you old man. I just, I just made me realize that every Ludacris album I, I, have, I have listened to in some way and really enjoyed it. I just don't ever lean in on like, damn, I've really enjoyed that. My earliest critique of Ludacris was always, oh, oh he enunciates better than most. Like, if you notice something about Ludacris... All of his raps, you can hear every word. It's very easy to follow along and repeat because... Oh you're like an old man describing I know, I why know, you like know, this know, particular know, brand of rap. It's <laughs> tripping. It's so messy with me right now. No, but this people are like... Though. Hopefully you should do this every look, week. Like yesterday, big Potter big was like... Wait, what's oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, like, this should be a weekly thing now. Like next week, you know, throw out Big Pun or something like that. Uh, just keep on going with, with, with those He's going to be like, you know who I like? That David Bowie character is really uh, – he's a swell young man. Like I said, I, I just don't think when it comes to hip-hop circles and hip-hop heads like me that really kind of know the ins and outs, I don't hear Ludacris brought up enough because he made that jump over to mainstream and movies yeah. and things. And he's a goofball. But you know what? He's fucking good, man. He's I can I can go on. I love it. I, I love it. I, I love it. You're like so. I'm not listening to fucking little, <laughs> little shoelace talking about jizzing in girls' hairs and shits. Uh. Um, uh, I think the only other thing I got to say is I think the best comparison to Ludacris was he is the South's Red Man. Like when Red Man came on the scene and with him and Meth, and they were just pump really the brakes, goofy. Son. Hey, hey, first pump off, the brakes, son. Reginald, Reginald. Sorry, is like Thank the you. best. MC. You're right. No, well, well yeah, I mean, I won't, I won't say anything. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, Ludacris is my champion, and that's oh, what I've that's got. Awesome. Thank you, Sam. Damn, you've been talking about it so much. I'm just like. Maybe I need to read. Like, <laughs> I'm telling like, you, it, it it is. I mean, from you know, Southern hospitality to chicken and beer, uh, red light district. His voice all, doesn't match that, his body, which cracks that. me no, up it doesn't, every so. time I hear him. Shortbox Nation, another long episode for you guys, as as uh, Tim Stacy would say, another yeah, another Peter. gem, another Corona gem. That yes. when you're not doing anything. We got the cure. Yeah, that is the end of our show. Uh, Greg, Corey, I want to say thank you guys so much yes, for, for please, coming thank on. You. Uh, for what you guys are doing with Comic Con Line. Yep. If you want to use this time to plug, once more, Rock, plug away. Let us know where people can can tune in, man. Uh, thanks for having us. Uh, Comic Con Line, July 9th through the twelfth. Uh, you can find it on the. Uh, well, go to the Facebook page or, or the website, uh, and then those links to the YouTube, and then we'll have the link to the Twitch there. <laughs> and um, yeah, just like what, 20, 22 artists. Yeah, man, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Corey, anything? Last last words from you? Nah, I mean, last Greg pretty well covered it. Just, you know, our, our main streaming is, uh, you know, facebook.com forward slash corner certified. That's, uh, you know, not just the Comic-Con line, but we do weekly interviews every Monday with creators. Thank this you. week we have Anna Joe, who's uh, another creator that uh, Greg and I help out as often as we can. 
uh, just kind of became a friend of, of ours through, you know, convention travels and through the collector's corner, which I know that gets a little, uh, confusing there. Collector's corner, creator's corner. I'm a part of both of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, just collector's corner is just for fans. Creator's corner is something that we do for, uh, you know, just everything we can to, to try and, and, and add to the, the comic industry, uh, in every way, but drawing and writing. Word. Yes. Thank you, guys. Uh, so older videos on there too. So like we had Shane Davis. If you want to see, the, yeah, yeah, the uh, the cat for the model of Dexter for the Red Lanterns. Huh. It's in the video. He he yeah. he has his cat. He shows everything. I don't know. If Shane Davis created the cat. Yeah, he, he created. Oh. Huh. Uh, Atrocitus is the only lantern, Red Lantern that Atrocitus is the only Red Lantern that he did not create. Damn, that is like, cool. He in just a splash page, they told him to create something so he sat mm. there and he did he created like dexter he did uh please uh yeah please damn you're bringing me back to prime jeff john screen lantern yeah. days man that was my shit I, I had to go out and buy some of the of that issue just to send it because we have a signing with him as well mm, and that's cool. that was one of the cool things which i didn't mention is this time we had a bunch of creators uh offer to sign for free doug Mankey signed for free brian polito signed for free anna joe signed for free damn that's cool uh shane davis signed for free yeah, Shane Davis is a I mean, really cool dude. They they all just agreed to sign for free because they believe in what we are doing with this, and that is, you know that that that's pretty cool. That that's, that's cool. one of those aha moments in your career. Well, I'm sure our listeners will will be believers after they attend their first Comic Con line, July 9th through the 12th. Yeah. See any closing remarks? Last things you want to say? Nothing better than what you just said, man. All right, well, dope. That's the end of our show, Shortbox Nation. Thank you for hanging out and sharing your most valuable commodity, which is your time. It is appreciated. Indeed. I want to go ahead and just say, if you feel inclined to directly support the creation of more episodes and help us keep the lights on here at Shortbox Studios, consider becoming a Shortbox patron. Mm. Uh, we'll reward you with bonus episodes. We've so got interviews, commercial-free episodes, commercial as well free. as uh, exclusive merch and gifts. Mm. Get them, Diddy. Thank <laughs> you. That's my puff guy. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, check out what we have to offer on our membership site, patreon.com slash the short <laughs> um, And for our current patrons, um, listening to this episode early. because Continue you know, to give us your fucking money. Yes, continue. Since you guys get these episodes early, we'll see you Tuesday at the live show. Yeah, man. And for the rest of the short box. Yeah, Nation, man. We'll be taking a break next week, but we'll try to share the audio from our live show. I'll see how that goes. But regardless, we'll have a new episode for all of you on June 18th, so don't be a stranger. Hit that subscribe button to be notified when we drop something new. With all that being said, listeners, Can't wait to see you. Stay safe, stay healthy, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. Check out Comic Con Line July 9th through the 12th. And in the meantime, continue to make mine and yours short box. Hey, what happened to peace? Stay geeky. Oh, no! <laughs> no! Perfect. Yo, what happened to peace? Peace, 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 peace.